0: Drunk Tank. Drunk Tank. Drunk Tank. Drunk Tank. It's the Drunk Tank, baby. I have no idea what the gasp oh at the end of that is for. <laughs> I don't
1: know
2: what to think about that.
1: That was the fake crowd watching the synth voice. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: like, Are people who use that synth voice, are they too embarrassed to use their own voice or they don't want to sing so they uh, they get the computer to do the work for them?
1: I don't know. It just seems like it's something that somebody started using one day, and then suddenly everybody else was using it.
2: It's cool. It's futuristic. There you go. It's future awesome. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast.
3: Thanks. It's good to be here.
2: It, no, I'm not, I'm not welcoming you. I'm welcoming to the people listening.
3: <laughs> well, it's still good to be here.
2: All right, well. Jeff,
1: I'd
3: like to welcome you to
1: the
2: podcast.
3: Hey, thanks. It's
1: good to be here.
2: <laughs> you, uh, you, you got Jeff and Griffin and Bernie and Gus here. Howdy. Why good. was say
1: Third. That's a shitty spot. <laughs>
4: I guess that people remember you ever since you were the last time. No,
1: second. no, no. I was third out of four. He was the one that people yeah. got to remember.
2: <laughs> and uh, Jeff and Griffin were not here for the video podcast last week, so welcome back.
3: Yay.
0: Yeah. God, man.
3: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you guys oh, have an I'm exciting sorry, week. Y-
4: you weren't welcoming us earlier. I got a little bit thrown off. I'm surprised by you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if welcome. it's appropriate
3: for me to be – I don't – confuse <laughs> me. <laughs> they
1: thought you meant a Jeff and Griffin from the audience. Oh, we okay. were thanking them. I could
2: see why that would be a confusing. Yay. Yay. So um we're back to audio format this week. Hopefully we'll do a uh, video again sometime. Hopefully it'll become a monthly thing. That's our that's our goal. There you go. We we have high aspirations. <laughs>
1: it's once a month? <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, you know so, what
1: I want to do again? I wanna do one of those junk tanks we did where we played Left For Dead yeah. while we did the junk tank. Yeah. I would like to do something like that
2: again. That's I fun. I agree. We should figure we should figure that out. We should definitely get on that. We'll get top men working on it right now. Okay.
4: Should we first get some top men? Top men.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've been uh, – Griffin and I have been working a lot lately trying to do some RTX planning. I know.
4: I'm not liking this whole working all the time thing.
2: It seems like it's a, a lot of talking on the phone, which I hate. Yeah, I no, hate it's talking most, to people on the both, phone. And we both
4: are fighting. Like who, who's going to take point this it's time? It's like I called last time. Like
2: <laughs> I had to call someone back today that I'd been dodging for two days. It's like because I, I didn't want to tell him that we weren't going to use his services <laughs> for the event.
3: It's true. Oh, if there's one thing you're not good at aside from muscles, it's talking <laughs> on the phone or interacting with people in any way. No,
2: no. It's yeah, it. definitely had, my weak, weak point.
4: We had to cancel a venue that actually we were pretty excited about. So, And they haven't written me back yet. And I'm worried that we hurt their feelings. Yeah, I I'd like to – it was an arcade um, called Pinballs up north. And we're just too big for them now because their capacity is like 290.
3: Next time you need to cancel something like that, you should have Matt do it.
4: Yeah. He gonna, lives for
3: that kind of stuff. <laughs> he's a fucking dream crusher. And yeah. But, and I also – I never
1: went to business school or anything but just as a normal business etiquette. You should never break the news to somebody by saying we're just too big for you. Yeah, now. I'm sorry. Oh, I, didn't. I didn't.
4: I just said that um, that we uh, we had a ticket like a problem with our ticketing system, and that we um, we're just beyond their capacity, but that we really wanted to do something with them in the future.
3: Speaking of being nice, t- yeah, there you go. Like, come play pinball. Speaking of being too big for the for pinballs, uh, referring to <laughs> too big for the balls. Let's just keep driving that point home yeah. <laughs> in case they listen to the podcast. Referring to the fact that we oversold our tickets by 335 or so? Yeah, like
2: by 150% or something. <laughs>
3: uh, I was reading comments on our site and on other sites from people that are like, That – you guys know not to fall for that, right? That's totally a clever marketing ploy. They knew exactly what they were doing when they oversold. Technology doesn't work like that. You don't just oversell tickets. That's absolutely not true. We are just incompetent.
4: I kind of want people to think that, no, that we had it planned.
3: Yeah, No, we're not that smart. (laughs) That
1: we're shitty viral marketers? Yeah. You know what I like about that, that complaint that it was a viral marketing scheme that we oversold tickets is how bad of viral marketers would we have to be? To put our viral marketing scheme out there after tickets are sold, right? <laughs> you know,
2: once we're not selling the product anymore,
3: yeah. But once you can no longer buy into the tickets, that's when we want. the, it's, the massive amount of people yeah. to show up. It's a uh, it's a limitation of the way the Yahoo store checks inventory. Yeah, there are like people were are like, obviously, you just have to write a SQL statement like this. It's like, really, how many
2: how many fucking shopping carts have you designed, asshole? Yeah, I'll just <laughs> I didn't realize we had a fucking smorgasbord of experience here in the comments on the internet. (laughs) Did you just say
1: smorgasbord? Yeah, fuck it. Is that where the borg
2: goes? (laughs) It all makes sense now.
1: That's where they uh, assimilate scallops, potatoes, and cheese. (laughs) 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 But you talk about these top men and Griffin says we need to get more top men. I want to say that as one of the owners of the company I feel compelled to talk to Griffin about her Beefcake
4: photos that she's now started putting up. In <laughs> I her, have a collection in, started in her
1: work area. That is a hostile work environment that you were creating there in the studio.
4: Um, that I was kind of the point. I want everyone to stay away because <laughs> they want to take out some pecs because I've got some.
1: Basically, if you walk into the studio, you have anime girls on your left. And then details models on your right. It's like
3: Griffin's like the female version of a mechanic. (laughs) She's a... You're you're saying there's no female mechanics? No, there's not. There might be... Like, mechanics with vaginas, but they're not <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but uh, of, like, that stereotypical mechanic where you walk in and there's, like, the calendar of, like, yeah. hot girls holding wrenches that are way too big for you I do feel them. like
4: I need to balance M- Monty out because he always has, like, the hot anime girls out. So that's what I'm saying. You look yeah. at Monty's
3: desk you saw anime girls on his desk. I caught her buying a calendar oh of dudes without shirts on holding kittens.
4: It's going to be great. It's called Hot Dudes with Small Animals, but I'm hoping <laughs> they wouldn't show me the inside image. I'm hoping it's not some weird porn thing. <laughs> I'm hoping it's just what it says it is. Check out that
3: beefcake, small animal. Um, I had it just—it's
4: <laughs> coming straight to the office because I don't want to wait.
3: You're <laughs> too embarrassed to have it shipped home.
1: <laughs> it would show up in her mailbox, and her mail carrier would have judgment over her. Whereas yeah. our—I think our postal carrier here at the office has given up all hope of judging us in any way. Oh, absolutely! After all the
3: things they've delivered here, we get some weird ass things. We do. We really, really do. We get some weird stuff.
1: I, I'm I'm done. I, used to, I was in a weird phase where I was getting like two or three packages a day for some reason when we were building out the office, and now I'm done. And
4: just like that at home with shoes.
3: Two of those three packages a day were waffle mix. <laughs> <laughs> we do we do I, have I do. a lot of waffle mix here. I have no idea how that happened. We do we have a uh, we have a
1: rack of snacks essentially for when we're in crunch or production, and it's just so people can grab something quickly to eat. And one of the things that I bought in that process was a waffle iron. And then on Amazon, you can subscribe to a product, which is cool. I always wanted that as a guy. Like I just want to subscribe to deodorant and soap. And it just shows up once a month. Once a month, yeah. Exactly. But I instead of doing it with deodorant and soap, I did it with Bisquick Waffle Mix. <laughs> so, and I forgot to
3: turn it off, and it just kept showing up, like 12 packages of Waffle Mix every week. Do you remember when we first started doing events and we first started booking hotels? That was like – that was what got a hotel. If they had free waffles in the morning, we were staying there. Yeah, like the, the – That late- was the requirement. There was a La
2: Quinta in Kirkland that we used to always stay at that had those uh, that had those waffles. And we stayed there until the time that we went to Seattle and all power got lost. Oh, and- yeah. There was no – they would put glow sticks in the hallway of the hotel to guide people.
1: Yeah, that was a scary night. We used to be better travelers than we were. We're actually worse travelers now than we were back then. Oh, terrible. Because we would just go to the cheapest hotel just because they had free, free waffles and we would share rooms and things like that too. Yep. I, Gus and I used to share beds Is that what qualifies, that on cost.
2: Is that what qualifies as a good traveler? Yeah, we just,
1: didn't, we just didn't care as much. Now there's no way we're sharing a room with each other. I don't even want to be on the same I think, floor as you I think That makes me a better traveler. <laughs>
2: Like when we went to PAX East, Bernie and I think that we were like our, his room was on top of mine by a few floors, and that made me feel not good. Like I wanted to move rooms.
3: Yeah, like, like knowing that Bernie was exactly above me five floors up, I was like, no. no. If a hotel has two towers, I'll insist on being in the other tower. <laughs> or anything. To sure, that you guys. tower is under construction. That's fine. Totally fine.
1: <laughs> I've played the last level of Left 4 Dead. That's so <laughs> comfortable. I'm comfortable with girders and cellophane. So, Gus, when you guys were talking about. Um, fighting over who gets to make the phone call to the contractor yeah first of all these two idiots are doing something stupid with their house contractor which we have to talk about but in your house gus do you make those phone calls in your personal life or does your wife make those phone calls
2: i make those phone calls
1: so finances as well in your house do you do the finances
2: yeah uh my wife used to take care of them but uh I, i i she she stopped and so i had to take them over (laughs)
1: <laughs> she little, just stopped one day. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem when you stop taking care of that stuff. <laughs> it's like, hmm, bills need to be paid. Uh oh, hey, the lights went out. We're in La Quinta in Bellevue. That's weird. What about you guys? Who does the finances well, in your house?
4: Nobody really does the finances. Like we, we always <laughs> are late to pay our bills. Like I every like single that, month. I
3: like that. Really? Is that what we
4: are? No, you always take care of it in the in the end, but it takes a while for you to get there, and I just don't take care it's of takes it. A so. while.
3: Let's <laughs> say, when was the? La- How do you even know what our bills are?
4: Oh, I probably. Um, <laughs> I always end up having to pay, like, the, I can take care of the gas bill, like, that's the one that I'm, like... Oh, there you go. Why the well gas listened. bill? Because I'm always, whenever we don't um, pay the gas bill, I have to go and deal with, like, getting it, re- like, turned back on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I
4: know exactly where to do that.
3: You, you know where you can do it real easy? The internet.
4: Oh, I, yeah, I paid
3: – I paid our. for the record, I paid our gas bill yesterday online. Oh,
4: hey, thanks. Yeah, no problem. That's nice. Of you. Also
3: the mortgage and the electric <laughs> and the phone bill. You can
2: probably set up recurring payments yeah, to avoid lot, future disconnects. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: I have every single payment that I have to make on a monthly basis. I have it all taken care of to where I don't have to touch it except for one, and that is the stupid-ass city of Austin. I have to go through and manually process a credit card payment once a month. But everything else is just automatic.
2: I don't
4: even see it. Can we do that with ours? Like, are there? Is that an option?
2: Yeah, but if you did it that way, you wouldn't get to pay late fees. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you'd never get to meet the the guy who disconnects your services. Yeah, I'm trying to. He's so to nice. Try, I'm trying to prop up the economy here. She's
1: really hoping that one day the guy will arrive to reconnect the gas and he will be holding a kitten. That's what she's <laughs> really hoping for. You
4: know,
1: and a wrench, a giant wrench.
4: Those guys that show up at your house to do things for you—they're never good-looking. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. No, sorry, but guys. I mean, maybe I have bad luck. But like the mailman, he should. Like you were saying, that I don't want to scare the mailman. But I don't, yeah, I've never, sh- then, like, I never have, like, a supermodel walk up and take care of that for me.
3: <laughs> An indictment on the looks of the U.S. postal men. I would be more concerned that she's at home waiting for these guys hoping know, that
4: I they're think- going to be good looking
1: to come into the house. Like,
4: you guys don't hope that whoever you deal with is going to be good looking.
1: Not not the, the cable installer, no. I'm like, God, I'm hoping for a looker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm hoping for a guy who shows up at my house who isn't like the guy who was at my house the other day to install my Time Warner Roadrunner Extreme guts, Extreme. Which I have at at the house, which now will they say will give me twenty megabits down. And it has on speed test. Well, how do you test your speed of your connection? Uh, speedtest.net. Okay, that's exactly what I used to. So I don't so, feel like an asshole for using that. If, if you if you don't mind me asking, what how much extra do you pay for mega internet? I pay ten extra dollars a month on top of the ten extra dollars a month that I pay for Roadrunner Turbo. Turbo. So now I have Roadrunner Turbo. So it's so Roadrunner Turbo Extreme.
4: Can you you can't get extreme unless you have Turbo? Do you have to have both?
1: Yeah. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know. Because I was already turbo. They I mean, I would imagine I would imagine most people would say like if their internet was slow, they're gonna go up
3: one level. Yeah. They're not You requested a second level. You're like, If it doesn't exist yet, please make it. I'm
1: sure they they even like train the reps at Time Warner, like, no sir, we can't take you to extreme. Gotta,
2: <laughs> my gotta, man- gotta my manager won't allow it. <laughs>
1: We can call us. Put me in, coach. <laughs> I, can,
3: I can handle it. I want to get turbo now. That yeah, sounds awesome. So
2: your internet at home is now faster than our internet here at the office. I'm
1: about to do a speedtest.net test of our. Oh, here, what, connection why don't, here. Why, why don't you let
2: me do it? Because you're on wireless. I'm on wireless at home though. So shut up. Uh oh. Fuck you.
1: So I got I got 21 megabits per second down you, you, you should, and 2.5 up.
2: Okay. You should make sure that when you be, that when you do the test that it's not a uh uh like a Time
3: Warner Roadrunner.
2: Look at him. He's like
3: facility.
1: this. Like under protest, he's getting upset. He's getting I'm just defensive saying
3: before the results even come in. I'm just saying he's going to nullify your results no matter what they are. It's oh, terrible. <laughs>
2: Gosh, you're going to be embarrassed by this. I'm looking at it. Why am I going to be embarrassed? Time Warner should be embarrassed.
1: Because you're the tech guy. What do you have any ownership of this <laughs> stuff?
2: <laughs> we depend on you to make this good. Me? I'm not. The, I'm not <laughs> I didn't build their fucking network. Our internet's been terrible here at the office too. Like the past two days. Well, It was. It was terrible at my house too. So it looks
1: like I'm going to end up about 5.6 down here, almost six down, and then about
3: one up. All right, two up. Sorry, two up. As soon as the podcast is over, we're going to go get turbo.
1: You guys don't even have Time Warner, do you?
3: Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you got rid of all your cable. No, I have Time Warner internet. Yeah, Uh, we we just
4: don't do cable TV.
1: Well, here's what you're going to like. The modem for Time Warner Roadrunner Extreme Uh is... About the size of this laptop.
3: Oh, great. It is
1: enormous. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, this is small compared to the size of my new cable modem. And it's got, like, a built-in wireless, right? I mean, the thing is enormous. It's, it reminds me of back in the day when my friend got a 14.4 modem when they first came out. And it was, like, it looked like it was a dinner plate yeah. sitting on his desk. Well, that's good because we have too much space in our house. <laughs> so, right. We <laughs> need
3: to
0: God.
1: fill it. But the guy, the guy who came to install it? He literally, I was, I was helping him. He he was on my wife's computer trying to configure it, and I was like, "No, no, please get off there." Uh, yeah. I said, "I can do this," and I, I, I configured it. And he said, "Great, I'm glad you helped me because I'm not really a computer guy." And I was like, "What? No, <laughs> you, you you don't get to say that. You know, yeah. I I hate when yeah. when housewives say that kind of thing. You're a guy installing internet. You work at a data company. You, you, know, you don't get to say you're I not think a computer guy.
2: Every cable installer I've ever had has said that to me. It's like you yeah. probably install this every day, like." repeatedly and you don't have you haven't figured out how the fuck it works they're cable guys
4: that happened something similar like recently you and I went to Home Depot Bernie and some uh, we, I had to buy washers for some reason like a bunch of stuff in washers and the person checking us out was like what are these what do they do <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, no, we, were, we were buying
2: physical
1: hardware washers, yeah, not like, like a washer and dryer. No, no, no. With, yeah, you did like, buy a washer and dryer recently, and it too. was
4: actually we bought the washer with like the nuts and bolts and the whole thing. It was like she just didn't understand what the washer would do. But I feel like that's like something that everyone should know at this point. How did you explain it? Uh, I explained it just um, that it helps. Oh, I don't know. You put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I
1: am putting uh, you on the spot. Yeah. I want to I know think, what a washer is. I think I gave her a real sarcastic answer. It's like it's it's to make things. You know, it's like <laughs> you work you at fucking Home Depot. It's no, a washer. I
4: mean, it's just like to – so you don't have the bolts get stuck and then also it doesn't scratch up your surface. And like there's a, a couple of reasons why you would look use Look at it. you. Like he, a
2: fucking like dissertation. Not, he's not
1: testing you. Just no, you he just wondered what you said No, he was says – look at his fucking face.
4: <laughs> yeah, look was. at that face. It was face. totally a test. Look look I wanted to effective.
2: put her on
1: the
4: spot. He's just an asshole. guys has no good intentions at all.
1: <laughs> so you vote for it though. That was a total deflect because we were talking about how slow the internet at the office is. And boop. T- yeah.
4: <laughs> hey, what, does a
1: wa- what does a washer do? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Very good point. I've been you found, found out I need to like disappear in a puff of smoke now
1: <laughs> if we go de- any deeper into this and embarrass him anymore he'll
3: take off his shirt and start holding a puppy hey speaking <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> speaking of embarrassing Gus do you want to tell us about your raid last night and wow oh I, th- I don't think it's a it's a boring story but I'll, I'll give the quick version
2: um I, I was in a, a pickup group for uh heroic and we were running it. We we're trying to run through quickly so we weren't clearing all of the well, all yeah, of the enemies this is boring. Yeah. I told you I was. Funnier funnier when I wasn't going to even way. pick it up. Say, never mind. Forget. Yeah, yeah, we get it. You're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, I pulled trash into a boss encounter, and I was so embarrassed, I quit the game.
3: <laughs> he said he had to physically put his hand <laughs> over, the, <laughs> over the over the combat.
2: <laughs> I put my hand over the chat window, so I wouldn't see what they were yelling at me. I was just like, "Uh, oh, quit." <laughs>
3: Did you really?
2: <laughs> yes, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> so, uh, like, how much time was
1: invested in the raid up until the point? When you ruined everyone's night.
2: Uh, at that point, we were only like fifteen minutes in. That's but not too I'm, sure, bad. I'm sure they just wiped and picked up a new person and continued without me. But I, I was just mortified. I you, could not continue. You <laughs> were
3: that guy that you've spent the last five years complaining. <laughs> I about. I know. I know.
4: Do you? Um, do you? Are you pretty anonymous when you play WoW? Yeah. Okay. So why would you get embarrassed if you if nobody knows who you are in real life?
3: I don't know.
2: I just like I, I don't. I felt embarrassed. like, cause like they would think I was an idiot or something.
4: Well, I guess that, like you have like one character that you usually stick to. Yeah. Right. So I and you probably spend more time in WoW than you do in the real world. <laughs> so I can see how maybe like you would be like embarrassed on your character's behalf.
2: Yeah, it was it was an embarrassing day.
1: Are you still at that level, Gus?
2: Yeah. Do you play WoW that much? Um, uh I probably play. Two hours a night, maybe.
0: Oh, really, every day. Wow. Yeah.
3: Even when we're in like. Except for last night, when I played for 15 minutes, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Even at like PAX, after we're after like a long day of like 10 hours in the booth, he has to go back and run his daily heroics before yeah. he can eat dinner or go out. No, not, it <laughs> was <laughs> after <laughs> dinner. Before after I went dinner. to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which I get. I don't. I, you know. Well, I understand that.
1: I rediscovered something. Uh, I've been out of gaming and trying to get back in. It's odd. And I tried to get back into first playing the Mass Effect 2 DLC, mm. but I'm a little I'm a little pissed off about that. And I really like Mass Effect, and I really like Bioware, but I forgot that when I played Mass Effect 2, I forgot that my kid had watched me play the ending of the original Mass Effect, so he was super excited about Mass Effect 2 coming out. So when it came out, we used the code for the Cerebrus network right. for him, so he could down- like, download all the extra costumes and outfits and all that stuff. Sure. So basically what ended up happening there was he has the Cerebrus network on his profile at home, but we play on the same Xbox at home, so that's okay for DRM. Mm-hmm. But now I can't play anywhere else. I can't play at work or I can't play at my other Xbox, which I have at home, which is the one I normally play on because he's got it. So now I'm going to have to pay like 15 bucks to get that thing or 10 bucks to get that. So the reason being is I load up my, my save game, and since you can't play on this one because it's got this content, so you need to re-download this content to get it. But then when I go into Xbox Live, it's not available for me to download because I didn't download it. He did. Oh, I see. On yeah. On that box. On, on his account. Mm-hmm. It's what DRM is, and DLC is extremely frustrating for people who have multiple gamers in one house. Multiple and, gamers and multiple boxes, yeah. Yeah, multiple yeah. gamers and multiple boxes. I guess that's the way to put it, yeah. And I, and I realize it's way outside the norm that most people don't have more than one Xbox at home. And certainly most people don't drive to their office where they have an Xbox on their desk, sure. you know? But, and I'm not like Jack, where I want everything to cater to exactly how I want it to <laughs> exact be. Exact bizarre specifications. Can I tell you something about him that drives me fucking crazy? Do he, it. Hit me.
0: God. <laughs> he he
1: keeps talking about when he makes Achievement Hunter videos, he hates that it keeps popping up like so-and-so is now signed in. Right. You know, or, or, or people are sending him so messages. So-and-so wants you to join an Xbox Live party. And these are on his videos, which then end up recorded forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, I wish there was a way I could turn off all notifications except for achievement unlocked because he needs that on the video and there is and there is it, you go to your profile and say that your online status is you're busy the only thing it shows you if you're busy is achievements unlocked and, and that's, that's it awesome
4: how long has it been like that because i remember when you it's did been like that, that
3: for, a, for a while now
4: since the when the, that gamer score competition that you did with i
3: don't i don't i honestly don't yeah. remember when but there, it was a couple of revisions ago we might not have known we were told yeah.
1: that that's that's the function of the busy setting we it, the busy okay. setting has been there forever so that probably has been there. We just didn't know that's what it did. And after you found out about it, he still doesn't use it because it doesn't stay every time he logs in. He has to just hit the Xbox button, right, A, right, AA, and he doesn't want to do that.
2: It seems optimal also that it would reset after every time you power cycle your box or sign out alive. You want to make sure that that's not – constantly flagged as busy because you don't
3: want to forget You're right like
2: why am i not getting any invites
3: oh fuck that's right
2: it's the equivalent to me of, of just
1: determining one day i want the xbox to turn in when i turn on when i walk in the room yeah and then you, you decide that's the way
2: it should be and so i'm never gonna turn on my xbox ever my 360 did something <laughs> weird last night where i was gonna oh it was the night before i was gonna play Homefront, and my cd tray quit working really like, i ejected it put the game in and then when i hit the button to close it it didn't close I was like, "That's weird." So I just kind of pushed the tray <laughs> you know, weird. to to make it close, and it didn't close. It acted like it, the motor wasn't working. Like it kind of slowly went in and then stopped. I was like, "Huh."
3: So I had to I had to unplug it and plug it back in, and then it started working. Is is this a Xbox Slim? Uh, no, it's an Elite. Oh, huh. I have a complaint about the new Xboxes. Oh, we're in complaint mode. Great, go for it. My dog because the touch sensitive buttons, my dog and my cat open up my CD tray about forty times a day. I love the touch buttons a lot. There's something about the placement of that eject button. I've never hit a button
1: accidentally more than I've hit that button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on anything in my life, it's just that one. Yeah, that's it's terrible. not the power button.
3: It's not the power button's fun.
1: It's yeah. the eject button. I'm constantly hitting that eject button because it's on the corner mm-hmm. where it's it's very easily accessible. Mm-hmm. It's on the bevel. You guys never had a Kindle, right?
4: <clears throat> no, we haven't. A- no. Oh, I know. No. Do we? No, I thought we did. I'm sorry. No, we don't. <laughs> no, you have an what iPad. We, what do we have? No, it's not the iPad. It was something else. That's you in do a closet. have an iPad. I, yeah, but- I know, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> Fuck what did you, you mean fuck you guys no what did you mean no no I'm trying to remember we just have all these like devices that Jeff bought and then we have it in a closet somewhere like an iPad <laughs> <laughs>
1: is, it, is, it, is it a Kindle <laughs> is it a Nook
4: no, no. we've never
3: had an e-reader never had an e-reader
4: no I guess I must be mistaken
3: no we've never had a Kindle I'd like to buy a Kindle you guys don't have to hide it from us. Tell us what it is, by all means. I don't – do we need one, though?
4: Don't we have – I mean, we have an iPad. According to you. According <laughs> to you, we've already got
3: one. And it's in a closet somewhere. No, but
4: you said you'd like to buy one. That means in two weeks, I'm going to see that we have a Kindle suddenly.
3: Well, then it will make your conversation correct.
4: <laughs> right, never
3: mind. I'm doing it for you.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, after we had the whole discussion about Gus buying the Thunderbolt laptop, Thunderbolt. Jeff decided as part of Achievement Hunter's expansion, he wanted to start covering mobile games and I, specifically iPad games. So the reason why he decided to buy an iPad was because he couldn't get the App Store on his Mac to work for about five minutes, I think, is how long you worked on that. No, I worked for two weeks. And then you went it. out and bought – an. so what was the final fix then when you finally fixed the App Store? Uh, uh, there was an Apple update that fixed it.
3: I don't believe that.
2: It's true. It's true. Isn't it? it's, true. it's true. Plus also, also the App Store is different on, the, on your desktop versus the iPad. It's
3: very limited. I can play Angry Birds on the App Store on the desktop because that's their flagship game. And it just so happens to be that's the one I'm covering right now. But the majority of other games are not available via desktop. They're still only available on the iPad.
1: So Jeff went out and bought a new iPad 2 to cover mobile games. Which yes. is a, a great idea, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't want me to, my making fun of you for not being able to use technology to be <laughs> – Detract from my hey, brilliant yeah, ideas. I don't want okay. you to make fun of your creativity at all. In fact, they're related. You, <laughs> you, you can't work with technology. So you have to be creative about how to use it. So he goes out and buys an iPad like you bought your Thunderbolt laptop on your own dime though. Thank yes. you, guys. Um, I
3: definitely uh, bought that. That iPad laptop. is now a coaster on your desk from what I can tell. I'm waiting for a solution to capture from the iPad. It has there's – a, there's a cord. Wait. You ran into technology problems? I did. The there's a plug-in <laughs> that will let you output HDMI to like a television or a monitor. But it the signal doesn't work with our Intensity card or our AJA capture box. it kind of worked with the kind AJA. It kind of works with the AJA with about a half an hour of finagling. Yeah, and a, and a million cables. And a million cables. It's, just, it's, it's an ineloquent solution. So you have I'm to set looking, the iPad to busy? Is that what I'm hearing here? Yeah, I have to set the mm-hmm. iPad to busy. So I am looking for another workaround to get the iPad to capture. Where's the iPad right now? Cool. in. It's, it's on the desk. I bet, bet you $10 something is on top of the
1: iPad. Oh, did
4: you see a drink on top of the iPad before? No. Look, no,
1: it's just like he bought this thing, it was really necessary. They had it. Mm-hmm. He worked with it for about 20 or 30 minutes trying to get it to capture. And then when he, that didn't work, he goes, I'll just use the App Store. <laughs> yeah. <is>
0: <laughs> it just so happened
1: that the App
3: Store got patched the day that we got the iPad. What an amazing coincidence. <laughs> also, Gus, how long did we work with that thing? It was a long time. Half a day, probably.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, I shouldn't make fun. Because if there's one company in the entire world where the day you make the purchase,
3: they make an announcement or a change that invalidates your purchase, it's <laughs> Apple. <laughs> we went so far as to pull out the old like intensity breakout boxes we used to have from season five and try to get that to work. Even that wasn't yeah. successful. Well, clearly you didn't go all the way. You didn't go to the,
1: the internet methodology of taping a camcorder to <laughs> the iPad. No, I didn't. That's next. Some of the mobile uh, walkthroughs that I've seen or demonstrations of games they used to have like almost like a Set up or was a tripod pointing straight down, and people would actually use the iPhone or iPad in front of that. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah, that was pretty lame. That yeah. was strange. Your solution is much better. Thank
2: you. So, long story short, we're buying a $10,000 capture device. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we'd be
2: dumb not to.
0: Because right. we've got this
3: $500 <laughs> iPad that's sitting there doing nothing.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> guys are really, I have to ask. You're not buying a <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
0: God.
2: <laughs> It'll
1: go the be,
0: that'd
2: be a great way to break the news, though.
1: Well, that's exactly what happened. Thank God we have a second video Drunk Tank podcast because that's how Gus got his new computer was. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about buying a new computer to process and render the Drunk Tank Tank video podcast. I go, oh, you're thinking about that? He goes, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Instantly he bought it. Like yeah. He left the room. I think I was but- even talking to someone else. And you were interjecting in the middle of that conversation, and as soon as yeah. you heard something that was moderately
2: positive, positive yep. you went off and bought. That's, that, the, way it that's works. the way you got to do it at Teeth. I, I bought a computer yesterday doing the exact
3: same thing. I bought a computer for you yesterday the same way. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, is this okay? Yeah, I guess. All right, it's on its way. He's got he's got his finger on the return button on his laptop while he's asking. <laughs> Boop, done. All right, cool. And then you just don't mention it till the box shows
2: Yeah. Then the box shows up, and you hide the evidence as quickly as possible.
3: Luckily, all these Mac Pros look alike. Yeah. Some people don't notice when a new one shows up. For the <laughs> record, my iPad 2, or the company's iPad 2, is under a baseball cap right now. <laughs> a baseball cap? Because I don't want to be, like, bragging that we have an iPad 2 floating around. I'm, I'm hiding not. it. We keep it in it's a, a box. Down low. Sounds like you're dressing it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your new friend. <laughs> just so you know, I'm I- going
1: to tape a wrench and a tiny kitten to it. Uh, I shouldn't even bring this up. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because it's going to cause problems. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. But I actually uh, thwarted a conspiracy plot specifically against someone in this room. Oh, really? Where there were some other people in the company who mm-hmm. determined that they used their computer for more intense calculations and rendering. And so they realized somebody else in the, co- in the company had a better computer than them, a better Mac Pro. So – they were going to swap it out one day after that person left work. Is that person me or Gus?
2: That that person that actually already happened. I helped with this. Did it really? Yes, computers were swapped and no one has noticed. Really? Yes. Whose computer was swapped? Hey, I'm gonna keep it anonymous. That's what whose computer was swapped? Chris and Marshall swapped. Each other's. Yeah. Okay, this was something else. Oh. Okay. This was <laughs> like Oh shit, I fucking put the seat then. They asked me to do it and they saw it was possible. <laughs>
3: I uh I know when I'll know if my computer is swapped out because every time I turn my computer on it tells me that my RAM is installed properly and if I don't see that <laughs> notification I'm going to be pissed the fuck off. <laughs> this was an
1: uh interdepartment conspiracy. Interdepartment. They were going to go between offices, between floors and they were going to take somebody else's computer because it was determined that they didn't need it. Which <laughs> <laughs> and I told them, if you do that, everyone is fired. Literally everyone in the company that moment is fired because I will not want to deal with the fallout from something like that. Yeah. Dude, there will be some
3: uh, – I don't even – oh, my god. <laughs> On the sh- if it was me, I will fucking kill some people. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. So you're, let me get this
1: straight. So if you came down and someone said that your job isn't as important as theirs and they took away your computer and replaced it with a cheaper one, would that upset you? Yes. Okay, good to know. I'll make a note of that. Well, thank you. <laughs>
3: I'm okay.
2: Everyone's trying to think Like now there's a lull in the conversation Because everyone's like Who could it have been? No,
3: no I, I absolutely know who it probably was Little cocksuckers <laughs> But you render more than anyone I do render co- than You're than a anyone. render fucking machine I make five or six videos a day I'm, making a, I'm rendering out a video right now You don't have to justify anything I didn't even say it was you
1: Yeah It was you Was it me? <laughs> no, no Although I would like to see you go insane slowly over the day <laughs>
2: We're all going to go to lunch together and hash it out. (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll have a few beers, work it out. Hey, uh, before we go any further, we should uh, mention that we have uh, an interview with uh, Chris Robertson, who writes uh, the Superman comic. You, like, took away the first half of the interview, by the way, by saying all that. Oh, shit. We have an interview. Here, here, here. Editing. (laughs) Hey, before we go any further, we should mention that we have an interview. Yes, we do. We have an interview. A special Drunk Tank feature. So uh, why don't you guys check this out, and uh, we'll
0: be back back in a minute.
1: All right. Now, Jeff. Yes, sir. We have a special segment today. Yay. Because we have a special guest. Uh Uh-huh. And Gus, I've always felt like we talk about very nerdy, geeky things, movies, video games. That's our M.O. And our misunderstanding of sci-fi novels, essentially. <laughs> uh, but one place, Jeff, you're the only guy here who has any kind of knowledge in comics whatsoever.
3: I, I would say I have extensive knowledge in comics. I should say I- for on the ages of six to thirty-two or so. So do you have like the cardboard boxes that were in your house with all the sleeves in them? I have a, I have about ten thousand comics.
1: No shit? Really? really? Yeah, I have about 10,000 comics. So do you currently own those 10,000 comics?
3: Yeah, they're my, they're my... Well, I'm not going to say where they are, but yeah. Wow, you
1: survived a teenage mother, or not a teenage mother, but when you were a teenage cat <laughs> mother, <laughs> you survived an ex-wife and a new wife, and the comics have survived all of those? Absolutely. They're,
3: they're your constant. They're my constant, yeah. And I spin <laughs> them sometimes. Well, <laughs> I just
1: want to point out, though, that, that he did earlier say Magneto's name was Magneto. I say Magneto because <laughs> you say magnet. It's <laughs> dumb to say that. No, I'm, right. I, I don't say it that way, but I can see that logic. Yeah. Well, I always feel like I always feel like I, I can kind of keep up with you a little bit, but my knowledge of comics essentially is Secret Wars. <laughs> like I'm that like I'm like that low level a comic fan. But my friend Chris Robertson, Chris, can you say hello? Howdy. So hey, Chris Robertson, see. he thought he joined us because I thought we could cover some comics, and I've known Chris what about ten years now,
5: uh, maybe longer, twelve maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, Chris and Chris's wife Allison, no, fourteen. We go back to, all the way. I guess, to the faculty.
5: And uh, when, before that, actually, I
1: think. When Chris and Al- – or uh, when Allison and uh, Matt were working on the faculty together. Yeah. When Matt she got his first job as a visual effects guy, it was Allison, Chris's wife, who gave him the job. Yeah. Essentially. And you she know. tells him that every time she sees him. I love it. You know, <laughs> she, she likes to remind him. him yeah.
3: <laughs> I think I think I saw Dogma with Chris and Allison and you and Matt like 100 years ago. Oh, yeah? That sounds yeah. likely, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: God, have I known you that long? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a little, a little scary. But uh, Chris is a science fiction writer, and then also now has made enormous headway in the industry
5: of comics. Yeah, huge! <laughs> and, uh, like, how long have you been? How long have you been writing in comics? Um, I had to do the math. I was at a convention a couple of weeks ago, and uh, my first published comic came out just over twenty months ago.
1: Just over twenty months ago. Yeah. Well, the big deal now. I mean, you have your own comic, iZombie. Zombie. Yep. Yeah. Which is illustrated by Mr. Mike Allred. Mike Allred is that on Vertigo? Yep. Wow. And That's then badass. the the big thing is though the other it was about what, about six months ago Chris was saying oh, I got a new gig and he was kind of nervous about it talking a little bit and I like, said so, what is it because well I can't really talk about it yet uh, but hopefully very soon and now Chris is the writer for
3: Superman yeah and you're replacing J. Michael Straczynski on, on his run right I am indeed wow. I just want to point I, out that Chris is writing Superman yeah no no but how do you go from publishing your first comic and then twenty months later replacing Arguably one of the biggest names in comics um, on, on Superman. I,
5: I think maybe I might have had a dissociative break with reality and was <laughs> in a corner somewhere. Um, I don't know. I, I you know it took me eighteen years to break into comics. Sure. Have
3: you been trying for the full eighteen years? Is that was that a goal?
5: Yeah, on and off, on and off. Yeah. I mean, my first concerted attempt was right after college, uh-huh. um, and every. Year or two, I would make another concerted attempt, send, send out all kinds of really ill-advised pitches and whatnot. Right, and I became a novelist by default because I could type fast.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, there you go. If you can type fast, you can become a novelist. It always
1: big fun of me because now I write. I've essentially written nine scripts, nine feature scripts in nine years that we've done with Red versus Blue, but I still type with two fingers on each
5: hand.
1: It's really sad. I feel like it's holding me back.
0: I
5: took a secretarial typing class. Yeah, um, and I can type super fast. Do you have any idea like what your word? Oh, no,
1: no, no. I'm a metrics junkie. I'd have to know what that is. I would the, the most
5: I've done in a day. This was a long time ago. I, one time I typed uh, fifteen thousand
3: words in a day. Jesus Christ!
1: Fifteen thousand words. So you break it down to words, or you break it down to pages in a way?
3: Well, that's just words. Yeah. 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 And what, what's 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 an average novel for you? But two two hundred thousand? about a about 100? Yeah. yeah I, I that was a that was a fluke. Normally it's about five or six. Yeah. But these days I just write comics, and those are super easy. Close. Let me ask you a question because I've read a lot. Because uh, when I was like a kid, I wanted my goal was to be a comic book writer. Um, how many pages, like on Superman, say it's a thirty-page comic, twenty-six-page comic, right? And a couple pages of ads. Like, how many pages a day would you write on a monthly issue of Superman?
5: Um, I typically do uh, a script a week. A script a week. Yeah, it's like one one twenty to twenty-two page comic a week, and normally of, of that. Three days is writing. You know, the first couple days is, like, making notes and looking at stuff. Uh, But the actual writing
3: is usually about three days. Okay. That makes sense. I think I read an interview with Grant Morrison one time where he said he can write about a page a day, which seemed painfully slow to me. But I'm also not Grant Morrison. Well, I mean, I want to know how it happens. Like,
1: how how do you get that phone call that you're writing Superman?
5: It was weird. Um... I had given up on doing any work with the DC comics. I mean, I grew up as a DC kid. Oh yeah, um, same was a Marvel guy. Same
1: here. Yeah. yeah, that's like the original console war. In a way. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I could not stand the people who like DC comics. I didn't get it at all.
5: I read Marvel comics, but like the Marvel stuff I read, I was a big X Men fan, so I liked X Men, right. um, Iron Man for me. Yeah, see, I, oh, I just oh. never, as an adult now, I've gone back and reread a bunch of it, and I like it a lot. But as a kid, the, the, you know.
1: See, I like it less. I don't think I realized how cheesy it was. Like, how cheesy Tony Stark was. And how based but he's in got the that 70s. Cool mustache. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, and he drinks Bill, cocktails. Bill Gates and Hugh Hefner had a baby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and with Magna P.I.'s mustache. A drunk baby.
5: <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I'd given up, and uh, I'd have a lot of drunken conversations at conventions with, like, oh, they'll never let us do anything cool. Like, we'll never get to work for DC. And uh, I got an email in September asking if I wanted to pitch one or two issue story ideas for this book, Superman, Batman, which is kind of like this latter-day world's finest. And uh, so I was doing two issues of that. I turned in the first issue, uh, and then like three weeks later, got an email saying, hey, are you around? We'd like to talk on the phone. And I was like, oh, I've screwed up. I'm already fired. <laughs> um, and they said, hey, do you want to do eight issues of Superman? And I said, Yeah. How long
1: did you have to think about it? Did you have to no, play it off a little bit? Zero. All? Yeah.
5: No, the whole thing they, like they kept trying to sell me on it because I was having to come in and do like the last two thirds of a storyline started by somebody else, um, and so they were ready to like give me the hard sell. Like so, they were trying to like position it and like, oh, it'll be cool, and you can do this and this. And I was like, yes, 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 before <laughs>
1: yes, the question I'm, is out,
2: so I-, I will do that. So, so I guess there's a a bit of a um, a very rough guide that maybe was left over. Yeah. That, that you have to follow?
5: Or? It, it's a pretty rough outline. I mean, what what I was given was um, this kind of high-level overview that JMS had turned in for the remainder of the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that I usually describe it is it's kind of like the itinerary for a cross-country road trip. Like, we kind of want to go to this Stuckies, and we want to go see uh, Graceland... Uh, but we have to be in San Diego by the first. And you have to, yeah, you have to end up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But you've got a few days of wiggle room built in there, and if you decide not to go to that Stuckey's to go to like a Cracker Barrel
3: instead, um, you can get away with it.
5: And that's that, it's all, its kind
3: of literal in a sense too, because it's the Superman grounded series, right, where he's walking across yeah. the country. Yeah. Yeah. So there
5: is there is literally a geographical roadmap that I have to follow too.
3: That's bizarre. That's crazy. Yeah.
5: So I have to figure out, like, okay, I, and, but I've got, got a fair amount of latitude to tell the kind of stories I want to tell inside that framework. And so, uh, like, I want to do a story where it comes out in a few weeks. Uh, it's Superman and Batman reminiscing about one of the first times they teamed up um, when they were teenagers before they got their costumes. But I've got to make that story work in Utah. Like, how do I, how do I get that story to work in Salt Lake City?
1: <laughs> well, there was this villain, the Wiley, <laughs> the Wiley County villain, exactly. and they're dragging him down. So now do you – is that a thing that uh, obviously Superman and teaming uh, – or Batman teaming up when they're teenagers before they get cost Before they get costumes? I mean Superman. Yeah, yeah. I always love that uh, speech in Kill Bill about
5: uh, – I totally disagree with that speech in Kill Bill. You
1: totally disagree with it? It is I, wrong. See, I love, can we go back to that a second yes. then? So this is obviously something that's major canon obviously for Superman yeah. and Batman. So is that something... Where, how
3: much latitude do you have on something like that?
5: Man, they're letting me get away with murder. They That's really awesome. are. Yeah.
3: How does that work? Is there, like, a keeper of the canon no. at DC or Marvel now? There it back seems in, like it'd be impossible. There's a billion fans, who will tell yeah.
5: you. There used to be, back in the old days, um, there was this guy, E. Nelson Bridwell, who, through the s- late 60s to the mid-80s, that was basically his job. He was in editorial, but his job was to say, oh, no, you know, the Flash's belt is the wrong color here, or whatever. Yeah. Um... But now it's basically up to the, the various editors to kind of keep track of But So much stuff comes out on a constant basis. I just did an issue with the, with the Flash guest starring, and I'd forgotten that there was one page of a Flash comic last year that established that he doesn't drink coffee. So I have him ordering coffee in a diner, and there was, you know, hue and cry. Don't you know Flash doesn't drink coffee? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> people change,
1: People that. fall off the wagon all
5: the time. Well, I figure he has it with pie. Because we didn't see a meeting pie in that
2: issue. Oh, uh, like it counteracts the negative coffee effects. Right. Exactly.
1: It's like people who only smoke a cigarette with coffee. Same kind of a thing, right? Exactly. Totally makes sense. Not not that we're saying that the flash smokes in any way. No. But he might. We, we for one page if Chris keeps <laughs> writing. <laughs> <laughs> if there's enough guest guest appearances, yeah. Who knows what he'll be doing. Yeah, but we, uh, it's all, all these franchises, too, like, you always hear about, I mean, Superman is is up there, you know, it's Star Wars, you know, all these major, yeah. major franchises. It's hard to find anything that falls in the same realm as, like, a Star Wars or a Superman, and, you know, we know Star Wars has that holocron where they just scrutinize every single thing that comes out, but in the same sense, you still get an episode two, you know, that works its way into there.
0: You know, it's like, everything can be... Nobody was watching. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, it's like, I'm sure the people who were charged the canon in D.C., after Superman four, they were probably all fired immediately.
3: Man, I read a I read an article about that guy at Star Wars who's like the keeper of the of the knowledge. Yeah, that sounds like an exhausting life. Like he had, he's he was talking about how he's responsible for like twenty thousand years of story, and he's got it all worked. Out. He's got this massive database on his computer, and uh, people come up to him and they're like, you know, would Mara Jade wear blue underwear or red? You know, he's yeah.
2: like imagine if WikiLeaks got their hand on that database. No well, yeah. kidding,
3: it's one
1: of those things too. You know, that guy has the same conversation. At every dinner party that he goes to, it's like, Hey, can you tell me anything? Ha ha, ha. Like, no, shut up. I can't <laughs> tell you anything. We saw Chris at Comic Con two years ago, I think was when we went out. Okay. Chris is yeah, actually yeah. Chris is actually friends, Chris and Allison are friends with Vic, the guy that our red versus blue character Vic is based on. And so I got to go out to dinner with all of them and then we went to uh, a comic party, yeah. a comic party at Comic Con.
3: I, it was one of the first times in my life I've ever excused myself from a place because I was too nervous about what I would do. You were shaky. I was a little nervous. Like, I walked in and I saw a lot of really awesome people, and I haven't, you know, I'm 35 now. I, I don't want to be, like, the nine-year-old comic book fan, so I uh, had a drink and then I said goodbye very quickly.
1: I could feel it happening.
3: That's like when I re- met uh, Richard Garriott, who is mm. the guy who
1: made all the Ultima games that I played growing up, and it's like... I could, I've met him twice now, and I don't think I've formed a complete sentence either time that I've met him. I,
5: <laughs> I have that experience every time I go to a con. Because every time I go to a con, I end up sitting next to you or meeting or having drinks with someone that was a formative influence on me yeah. when I was 12. Yeah. And I just I, – I had to move past it. Now I just have – instead of having one drink and leaving, I'll have 10 and stay. <laughs> <laughs> and just make a fool of myself.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, the drunk guy babbling in the corner said I was a major influence <laughs> Exactly. I'm <laughs> probably pretty happy. Who about invited that guy <laughs> Well, we were talking about how Comic-Con has changed over time, and I asked you, I said, are the comic people upset about Comic-Con now being this big thing that includes video games and movies and all this TV garbage as well? You bastards. <laughs> I think what you told me was, you said, oh no, they there's nothing hidden about it, they absolutely <laughs> hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's,
5: that's not sublimated or behind closed doors, they actively despise it. I, I can
1: imagine. Yeah. How long has that
5: thing
3: been going on? Since the early seventies, I think. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They have a, a very long history. I think. I think. Yeah, like thirty-five. I'm um, coming up on forty years, something like that.
3: Yeah, I actually, I actually read it one time. It's pretty interesting. It's one of those things where it was like it started with like forty dudes like in a hotel room. You know, yeah. and,
1: and the, the first Star Trek convention was that way too. Yeah,
3: and the next year it was like sixty dudes.
1: And The next year it was hundred. Forty to
2: sixty—that's fifty percent attendance et cetera, increase, etc.
1: And then Secret Wars came.
0: out. <laughs> <And> everything wide <lied laughs> uh, open.
1: Uh, no, wait, what's your what's what's here? You guys are both comic guys what is the classic miniseries or arc in in a major series that really resonates with you to this day Kingdom come Kingdom come oh, and what kingdom th- is that that's the DC uh, the, the graphic novel yeah yeah I, I really liked that a lot I really liked it um, it reminded me of something else though that I had that I had seen before but I, I read I,
3: like I said I didn't grow up reading DC and I read that and that was um, kind of an alternative future thing yeah or right? p- crisis on the I think it was made to try to fix like all the nonsense. Uh, like I like to as a kid I like Crisis on Infinite Earths a lot. As mm-hmm. an adult I realize it's not very well written. Yeah? How about you, or Chris? For me.
5: Well, speaking of Kingdom Come, I remember that you and I uh were sitting with Matt and Allison outside of Trudys one time about ten, eleven years ago, and you were telling me this great idea for the next big film project you guys were gonna do. And then you told me the title and I was like, I think someone already used that title.
1: Yeah, I'm I had I have a, one of my titles in my script is, is now tentatively titled Kingdom Come. <laughs> but uh yeah, that was. I-, I hated
5: to take the wind out of your sails like that. But.
1: Yeah, that was. was fun. We saw some made the movie, so what are you going to do? But how about you? What's uh, What's one that resonated
5: with you? I don't growing No, all of them. Yeah. Um. I mean, I was a big fit, uh, fan of the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, the Great Darkness Saga is huge. Um. Oh. Uh. The the New Teen Titans Judas Contract. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: remember that one? Was it? What was the? Did you read that? Teenage chapter? girl joins the yeah. the
5: Teen Titans, uh, mm-hmm. and then is it there for like a year? And we discover after a year that she's secretly been working with her arch enemy and is not at all the person we think she is. And it's just huge. It
1: seems
3: like a big twist. Was she
1: a popular character before she made the twist? Uh,
3: I think so. I liked her. Yeah?
5: I was 12, so what do
3: I know? But, yeah. Yeah, I am. I really got into DC very, very late. I was a Marvel kid. And then, uh, with the exception of Batman, you know, because everybody reads Batman. But uh, I didn't start reading. I think I started reading DC Comics as an adult. I started reading, like, when Grant Morrison did the reboot on Justice League. Oh, yeah. And that was brilliant. And uh, I, I started reading DC, all DC comics after that because of that so that run he did. Was good.
1: What's the opinion of all the comic book movies? Like this, we're kind of in the middle of. That's the big movie that comes out now as a comic book movie.
5: Man, Marvel makes some great comic book movies. Yeah, I'm really. I, I think this Thor thing could totally work. Um, everything I've seen from the Captain America First Avenger looks fantastic.
1: I think so too. Yeah. like when they made him the scrawny kid somehow digitally, that yeah. looks fantastic. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm not buy into the Thor thing yet. Honestly,
0: nah.
1: we'll see what happens. I was never a major Thor fan growing up. Like I even read like the Beta Ray Bill stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was in there. I think that was the era that I read Thor. You know, I
5: was never a big Thor fan. And then a couple of years ago, I sat down and read all the original uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby Thor. Yeah, it's fantastic. Is it? Yeah, I feel like we we really missed out because if if you started reading comics in like the 70s or early 80s, really before Walt Simonson took over, uh, Thor was just kind of okay. Right, um, And like all the older dudes remembered when it was fantastic and had this still affection for it. But
1: It's one of the original characters, right? Yeah. One of the original books, Thor? I mean, it's one of the early ones, for it's sure. W- yeah. in, it was in
5: that first wave of the, the Marvel comics mm-hmm. in, like, 61.
1: I liked what they did with him in, in and I hope I get the name of the series right, it's The Ultimate Avengers, the reboot of The Avengers, which now or is
3: the what? The Ultimates. The Ultimates, yeah. The yeah, Ultimates.
1: yeah. yeah. What, what they did with Thor there, where they kind of made him... Is he insane or is he really a Norse god? I really like that a lot, and yeah. the, the way they worked Loki into that. I, I gotta. I, I know a lot of people are like don't like reboots, but
3: I really enjoyed that series a lot, or what's been out so far of it that I've seen. Yeah. Is there a not to change the subject, but out of curiosity, because you sounds like you've been reading comics your whole life. Is there an artist you would like die to work with? Mike Allred's pretty fucking awesome. As Mike
5: Allred's really at the top of my list. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I do work with him is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that's a good question.
1: And you work you work with him on your book, iZombie.
5: Yeah, that we own. Awesome. Which is weird.
1: Yeah. Tell us a little bit about iZombie. Zombie. Tell us like the basic premise.
5: I Zombie is about Gwen, uh, who dies, which is sad, and that she comes back from the dead as a zombie, but with her mm. memory intact, she thinks. So she doesn't want to hurt anybody, so she gets a job as a grave digger and just once a month digs up the most fresh body. And eats that brain. And then when she eats the brain... Well, she, eating the brain allows her to pass for human. Uh, but then for the subsequent week, she shares her head with the thoughts and memories of the dead person. And then has to resolve any unresolved business they left behind.
1: It's such an awesome device. I love it. I and mean, How, long, ensues, how yeah. long does that arc usually take? Is that all within one issue usually?
5: We've been doing it in like uh, five issue chunks. Mm-hmm. So like five issues uh, normally takes place over the course of just a couple of days. And then... Um, We do a fill in on the 6th and then we come back and do another. So we just wrap the first year. Uh, Issue 12 comes out in a couple of weeks.
1: And now, do you have a plan for iZombie? Is it just an ongoing series? Because you could use this, it seems set up for as long as you wanted to.
5: I'll do it forever. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, in in addition to to the zombie, like her her best friend is a ghost girl, there's a were terrier that's in love with her. Uh, The two rivals for her affections are a, a, a sexy monster hunter and a sexy mummy. Um, But by the time we get to the end of the second arc, um, it's just insane. We've been introduced all the big Lovecraftian monsters coming from outside of time and space to eat us all. And um, some secret agents show up in the next issue. So I'll do this forever until they make me stop.
3: Awesome. How many comics a month do you think, like consecutive titles a month, do you think you can handle writing? I'm really
5: comfortable doing four. Yeah. Uh, because Because I've done as many as six scripts in a month. But it sucked. Um, there's just something about, um, I think it's just psychologically. Like, if, I, if I'm if i doing a script a week, like, that's what I'm doing that week. And mm-hmm. I have this real sense of accomplishment. I could probably do a little more because I know I've done as many as three and four scripts in two weeks. Um, but then I end every week with, like, something in progress. And I just feel like I'm a, a schlub who's not doing anything.
2: What are your your current projects? I know you're working on uh, Superman, iZombie, and you're also working on Starborn. Right. Um, yep. What you know, are there? Are there any other projects you have work in, in the pipe as well?
5: So Starborn's ongoing. That's at Boom uh, with Stan Lee, who I think has a promising future. <laughs> <laughs> Might make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm midway through the second uh, Cinderella miniseries. It spins out of Willingham's Fables, mm-hmm. and I think that's all of them. Oh no, I'm doing a, an Elric miniseries. It starts up in July. Huh. So.
1: so, I mean, do you have a preference here? I mean, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to wake up in the morning and say, I get to work on my own series on a zombie that I own, I get to work with Stan Lee, or today's the day I get to tell Superman what to do?
5: I know. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I have to tear myself away from one awesome thing to do another awesome thing. And so, yeah, every once in a while, you know, the day-to-day minutia of, like, deadlines and getting, getting shit done, uh, every once in a while you'll forget and complain. And I have Allison there to say, what are you talking about? You know, you make up stories about Superman and your own zombie character for a living, so don't complain about the workload. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I, I can imagine Allison saying, don't complain. I think yeah. all of our wives have probably said that. To us <laughs> to yeah, to exactly. Yeah.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you tired from playing video games? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was
1: a big thing in video games a couple of years ago that didn't really pan out, which was called episodic gaming, where they were going to come up with a premise for a game, and then they were going to release smaller chunks of the game over time. Mm. And I don't know how much video games that you play.
5: A lot up until about ten years ago.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Just ten years ago, huh? Eight years ago, okay, but the uh, it didn't really pan out. Uh, it got replaced by something called DLC, where people just download additions to bigger games, yeah. like map packs or additional campaigns for a great game that you would probably love called Mass Effect, a uh, super narrative game. Um, and it seems to me like comic books that if episodic gaming could have worked, like you could take something like Ali Zombie. You know, and you can take these characters, and, you know, Gwen eats a different brain this week, and then she has an adventure based on that. Obviously, you can't produce a video game as quickly as you can produce a comic, um, you know, because it takes a little bit more time. When, you know, once you get the assets, you can do it. But you guys ever been approached to do any video game stuff at all?
5: Um, no, I did a little bit of work. Um, I wrote this, it was kind of a level for. Um, uh, you did one of these, the City of Heroes thing.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 And that was all
1: right. Um, Seems like a nice tie in to comics. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It's kind of fun. Um, but no, that was it. That's my own experience. I had to actually. Um, I am a. Um, whatever the gaming equivalent of an ex smoker is. Because I had to stop gaming. I was wasting too much of my time <laughs> that I could have been doing writing. Uh, and I spent way, way too many hours gaming. And so, right, right before my kid was born. I had to swear off.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was there a particular game or a type of game that was a killer
5: for you? Um, It was basically like, you know, immersive narrative-based first-person shooters. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in. I think maybe the Jedi Knight 2 was maybe the last one I did. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: Jedi Knight 2, one of the things I really liked about that, I think it's that, that... title in that franchise where you could sneak up on stormtroopers and if yeah. you didn't kill them they would have these ridiculously inane conversations. Yeah, you
0: could just uh,
5: listen. Yeah, I love, and
1: then I then love that. And you could force choke them. <laughs>
0: yeah, after after you got the ears, And just their, push them.
1: Their banter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a great series. So there's a there's a new great series that's out now which is all based on uh you know the alternative past of like between yeah, the prequels force and the Yeah, all the Force oh, Unleashed yeah. titles and they're great.
3: Yeah, a buddy
5: of mine did the novel of that, I think. They the fucked
1: up, though. You talk about screwing up canon. They have a thing where they killed Chewbacca. And not only did Chewbacca what? get killed, Han Solo shot Chewbacca. Well,
5: so he, was, he, was still, he was still stung over that whole uh, Greedo thing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I used to this to time like, I'm shooting first. I didn't want to look like a whip. There no, it was like some alternative pass where when they're raiding the base in Endor in okay. Return of the Jedi, that your character, who's not really part of canon, comes in and holds you know, the... Chewbacca up by the neck when Han- and Han Solo shoots him by accident, and then the guy chokes out Han Solo. How does he kill Han Solo? I didn't play it. I mean, it's terrible. It's it's murderous. Okay, to to a fan of it, so
2: I probably won't do it. Yeah. So <laughs> so
1: yeah. So don't do that DLC of that. Game okay. If you ever play it, but
2: I'm sure the holocron guy at uh, Lucas approved it, like approved.
1: <laughs> so are they doing? A re- I keep hearing about a new Superman movie. Are they doing a new Superman movie?
2: Oh yeah, it's visionary
5: director Zack Snyder is doing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think anyone that's described <laughs> describes themselves as a visionary uh might want to rethink things a little bit.
1: <laughs> Chris was I'm presenting information without comment <laughs> no or emotion. Well you never know. And it just seems like I really wish for the Superman movies that people could get beyond the origin story.
5: I know. It's ridiculous.
1: Everyone really I mean, some about it, some obviously people identify with that origin story, but you know have seen it.
3: They did a really good job of that in the terrible uh new Hulk movie? Yeah. The Edward Norton one where they told his origin in the opening titles. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they were done with it in 2 minutes. Other than that was done really well and then the movie went to shit, but it was great for that part.
5: I mean I think if you went to maybe uh, the poorest part of sub-Saharan Africa, you might find somebody that doesn't <laughs> know where Superman came from. But um, you know, in basically the rest of the world, first and second I guess, we all know. You could just tell that story.
1: Yeah. Do you like the Do you like the, the non-established superhero stuff? Like, did you like Megamind? Did you see that at all? Oh, I love
5: that movie. I That's it was great. I think Megamind is one of the best Superman stories ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I love the fact that he got you know. Well, I, I actually had a kid. Give away the twist in that movie? Oh no! Like in the movie, because I I won't, I won't do it. I won't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it. But you should see it. And then some dopey kid in front of me like shouted it out. We got already seen it.
5: <laughs> we picked up the DVD a few weeks ago, and it comes with that as all the DreamWorks things do now, like the extra DVD with a short on it. Uh huh. And my kid and I probably watched Mega Mind, The Button of Doom. I think twenty times in the past two weeks.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I have to see that Button it's of pretty Doom. Good. That's interesting. Yeah.
5: Yep. I can't say what it's about without spoiling what Megamind is about, but it's it's what happens next.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's good. Yeah, it was great. I really liked it. I like uh, I always like weird like alternative He's- sports stuff and always alternative superheroes. Stuff and it really bugged me though in the '90s when they kept putting out superhero movies for superheroes I hadn't heard of like Tank Girl you know or com- I should say comic yeah, movies yeah. So I was like what are these movies why aren't they making it, like Batman it seems and like that was a Spider-Man. lot of the,
2: that was the way they started right a lot of the early comic movies were like that like I'm trying to think what was the first comic well, I mean they I know they made Superman in the 70s. well they made
1: Batman the Keaton Batman's in the '80s but you're going even back further than that yeah man I don't further even further than that I don't know like Is I know
2: the, what, what was the first Superman movie was '76 '77.
5: Uh, yeah, I think so. 77, 78, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's
2: weird to start with two two giants like that, like Bat, Superman, Batman, and then rolling Tank Girl and other movies like or that. Or Blade,
3: or Men in Black, or you know, a property that not many people know about. Mm-hmm. You still think Christopher Reeve is the best Superman? Uh, As it's compared to who? Brendan Ruth? there <laughs> well, there's also
1: the guys in the 50s series, you know, in the TV series. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Who's your Who's your favorite Batman?
3: Uh Gosh, Val Kilmer? No. <laughs> it's either Kilmer or Clooney. I don't know. That's a tough one. You know, well, let me just ask you this. Do you like Christian Bale or do you like Michael Keaton? I have very nostalgic memories of Michael Keaton. And when so you go back and watch it, it doesn't necessarily hold up. Christian I, Bale does a very good job.
1: Although I do like Christian Bale, I think, better as Bruce Wayne, which is always tough. Like, I think Christopher Reeve made a, made a great Clark Kent. Yeah. You know? For the problems whenever the...
5: Uh, I think Clooney made the best Bruce Wayne you think so? Like, I don't think he was a great Batman, but he was a fantastic Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, I can see that. He, he is kind of Bruce Wayne-ish himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Batman's tough, though. Like, Christian Bale's Batman's a little tough for me. Yeah, his...
3: his, his the, inconsistent
1: voice. What does he say? Pray to me! <laughs> or Whatever. <laughs> Everyone can do that voice, Run. or has some version of that voice. When Christian Bale's kind of scary enough as it is.
5: Well, he's ho- he's hoarse from yelling at like gaffers, <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. He's,
2: he's yeah. He's also since he can shape shift externally, I'm sure he can reform his larynx as well <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to like make all these strange noises and voices.
1: That's pretty crazy. We talked about a couple weeks ago. We talked about how Christian Bale just like will drop 90 pounds yeah. for a roll and then just put it back on for the machinist roll, He got down to like 123 yeah. pounds. Crazy. Matt Damon does that a lot too. No, Matt Damon did it once. Yeah, and well, he damaged just, his gallbladder, he, so he doesn't do that. Anymore. He's pretty pudgy now. Like, Did you see it? Oh, yeah, he does that. Yeah. Yeah, we all do that. There's no problem with that. <laughs> that's called the Holidays. Yeah, <laughs> that's the long play. <laughs> but he dropped, uh, Matt Damon dropped a ton of weight for that Ma- uh, Meg Ryan Iraq uh, oh, movie. Courage Under Fire? Courage yeah, Under that's Fire. it. Yeah, and he yeah. played a uh, soldier who was HIV positive, so he dropped like 50 pounds to play the part. I
5: think that makes those people crazy. Yeah, I think you know. I think yo-yoing up and down like that will just make you nuts.
1: That's I'm gonna, I'm going to say that from now on, too. Right. <laughs> Thank you crazy. Guy. That's <laughs> why
5: I just ate this weight. Well,
1: yeah. when you lose I, that
2: when you lose that much weight, you're probably eating next to nothing. So I'm sure that definitely affects your thought process.
1: Christian Bale said that for the machinist, he ate uh, basically an apple and a cup of coffee a day.
2: Thank mm-hmm. God he wasn't the Flash. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> he would have just had it's the okay apple. <laughs> the Flash has coffee with apples. <laughs> so it's okay.
1: It's okay, and apple pies. Okay, cool. Well, Chris, thanks for coming to talk to us. Happy to be here. It's always a pleasure to see you. And uh, why don't you tell us, how can people get your books? Uh, Stores. There you go. Go to go to your local comic book store.
5: Or oh, you could even get them in regular bookstores if you know for as long as they last.
1: But shouldn't they support the, the, stores. Lo- the local yes, comic shop? Yes, you should
5: go to your local comic shop and give them money. Right. Uh, but if you live in a place where there isn't one, start one or go to Barnes & Noble.
1: Yes, start the worst business model of all time. Yes. <laughs> where you and your friends can help out. Yes. All right, cool. All right, well, thanks again, Chris, and uh, we'll talk to you later.
3: Sounds good. Thank right. you. Ta-ta. Okay, we're back. Always insightful, Chris Robertson. It was good having him. Yeah. Is, is that our first interview? I think it might be our first, like, yeah. We we had a guest on the show. We
1: had DMZilla on the show Yeah, from Xbox Live. Oh, right. Yeah. And we've had other people
2: here. We've had, like, Dan sit in before. Yeah, but that's...
1: I don't, I, I don't count him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should be very careful about the words that you use, Gus, because you just said, had Dan sit in. And we actually had a request this week again for someone else to just sit in on the podcast. Right. And uh, there's a reason why we can't do that. Yeah. Just have guests come in and I mean not guests on the podcast but just guests that just want to come sit here and watch us make the podcast.
2: Yeah, we uh we say a lot of inappropriate stuff. <laughs> a, a lot of yeah. Well, <laughs> well, not not exactly, but we don't I think the, one of the the
1: issues that we have here is that the especially the tone of the drunk tank and some of the other things that we do is that it's kind of like a hangout place, it seems like. But people don't realize that we actually have security measures at this company. Yeah. And I don't think they understand that when they show up, which is one of the main reasons why for RTX, a tour is a component of that event. Because it's a very controlled way for us to give a tour, and we know we can have people at the office on this weekend, mm-hmm. and we can c- control what's in the company at that point in time. And we'll have
2: security to bust their ass. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, you – Oh, never mind. I just
1: hate when people like drive here from Kansas, and they don't understand why they just can't come in and hang out for six hours, right? Hours at the, a time, or, yeah. or a couple yeah. days,
3: even, or whatever.
1: Yeah, and it's really it's and there's it's a it's a really odd experience to tell someone. Sorry, we can't we can't just hang out for like four or five hours. We can't even let you in past this lobby.
3: You know, you can't yeah. come in beyond this. There's <laughs> things that we work with that we're told we can't show to people Yeah, well, we're, we're under NDA for a myriad of things and, and then we feel and that makes me feel like an asshole yeah, and like I'm bad. disappointing somebody because they and but
4: well and not only that but um you have to consider the time that it takes out of the day just to get work done taking like taking a break and showing somebody around
1: well, if you want to make it all about you, sure, I guess. No, yeah. I'm not talking about me. I'm
4: not talking about – because I never run the tours. But the person who walks somebody around is missing like a half hour to, out of their day.
1: Right. Well, especially if you're working on something that is not for general public consum- consumption because we work on other things besides our stuff as well. Yeah. And it's – the person can't – you can't just sit at their elbow at the, in their office while they're working on that thing. You know, mm-hmm, it's, just, yeah. it's just not the way the environment works. And I, I, I don't know how we – I don't know how to put that out there without seeming like assholes.
4: Well, if you think about it, any other com any any other company anywhere, like you can't usually just walk in and and hang out for too long. They usually have, I mean, any company usually has like a, a sitting area that's sort of open to the public, and you don't go into the main inner offices.
1: Yeah, I do with my doctor. I go from room to room with him, and I'm like, what's wrong with this dude? <laughs> <laughs> Even this conversation makes
3: me feel like a jerk somehow.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It does. It does. We'll have to. I don't. Uh- I don't. I and imagine how awkward it would be if someone was sitting here yeah, in right the now. podcast <laughs> room listening to it. <laughs> oh. We actually we have uh, another hire here at the company. Yeah, we do. Well, and she begins working for us on Friday. Oh, really? At nine a.m. When does she get a desk? And she will be disappointed when she's here at nine and everyone else is here at ten. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, she's gonna show up and then immediately go to weekend. Good <laughs> <laughs> Work for a day and then woo.
1: Yeah, we, we. I figured you know if she's gonna come. On her for her first day, Friday would probably be the best day. We have, we're have we getting our receptionist at uh, Rooster Teeth.
3: I'm very almost, excited. I almost said the name of our old company for some reason. We're all grown up now. Are we? Yeah, we got a receptionist.
4: I was going to mention that earlier, but I wasn't sure how much you were talking about it yet, but that's cool.
3: It's going to be like, ring, hello, Rooster Teeth, this is receptionist oh. talking. How hey. may I help you? Do
2: I have to change the phone system so that it rings to her?
4: Or that it gets to anybody at all? <laughs> I, I never even call the company with the number because I can never navigate it. I just call cell phones. That was the point. That's kind of (laughs)
2: intentional. When when, when we set it up this way, there were some people in the company who protested. They were like, this is going to be inconvenient for people calling. I was like, that's kind of the point. Yeah. (laughs) No
4: one's complained since really,
2: but – Yeah. I we
1: were um when we were getting ready for the Doom immersion. I called id Software up in Dallas or up in Mesquite because I wanted to see instead of Griffin taking all that time to make all those props, I thought they probably have mock-ups of these things. Right. And might be willing to contribute them to the production. So I called Id to see if I could talk to somebody about that. Their phone system was definitely a barrier for sure. Oh, yeah? In fact, it was, if you're calling for this, thanks, but here's where you go to do that. Like, specifically for jobs. Yeah. But then there was a whole section at the end, which is, if you're calling because you have some kind of incredible overnight investment for us, thank you. We're not interested. If you're calling again about the overnight you know, investment, thank you. We're not interested. So they must get a lot of investor calls. I guess so. I, I would assume that once you get a couple of magazine articles written about you where you're making millions and millions of dollars on your video game, that you just become a target for these guys in New York and New Jersey to just call constantly for awesome overnight overseas investments. Damn, those Yankees. Yeah, why they got to be New York <laughs> and New Jersey? Is that where that's all where all those calls come from. Yeah. Trust me. That's where all those calls come from. Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's the financial center of the world, that's
2: for true. Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, New York is the goddamn center of the universe, right? Pretty it's much. It's just, it's just, it, right? <laughs> Anyone who's from that area thinks that New York is the fucking greatest thing on earth. Oh, yeah. Oh,
4: okay, my God. but I think living in Texas, that we can't really, there we're not one to talk either. I mean, you look at anything in Texas; it's named Lone Star this or Texas that. Like, we are pretty self-obsessed too down here. No,
3: not on the level of they are though.
4: Well, I don't think hmm. we we are competing for the same sort of. It's like, not
3: even the same universe. <laughs> yeah. It's
4: different. Yeah, I'm not saying we're competing for the same kind of. Like, you know, can you – if, if
3: Katrina would have happened, God forbid, in New York, the New Yorkers would have built a ladder to God to make him explain how he could do that <laughs> to the center of the earth. I mean you can argue it did. Get, well, how so?
1: 9-11. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean it's it, – and look at the look at the repercussions of 9-11 versus Katrina. I mean mm-hmm. 9-11 changed the whole fucking world. Katrina didn't change all that much. Yeah. You know? Way to have a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they're two different things and you can react differently to them, but it's not like – after Katrina, America didn't become this crazy ecological, you know, where all of a sudden we have all these laws associated with environment and building right. codes and all that. That yeah, did not true. happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we we went an entirely different direction when uh, something happened in New York. It's true, which, you know, which is it is the most populous city in New York. It does create a lot of culture as well. But I, I think Gus is right. It's 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 a little startling when people come outside of New York and they don't understand why everyone isn't just excited about new york when i go to other places i know people aren't excited about texas yeah people are here you know people in texas are very proud of it but yeah, yeah. i don't go to new york and when people talk about texas being stupid because it's in the south or something like that or, <laughs> or even like they talk about us being racist i'm just like i'm sure that's just what they think about texas it doesn't yeah matter, <laughs> you know yeah, because Texas so racist. By the way, let's go to Little Italy for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> how about Chinatown? Chinatown, China yeah, that's not racist
2: at all. No, that's historic. That's Come on, historic. dude, <laughs> it's totally different. Uh, so, did you hear that? I guess the other day, or maybe it was the other week, there was a uh, an app on the uh, on one of the Android markets. I guess Android phones have multiple markets. Oh my god! But regardless, there was an app that you could buy. In a legitimate market called walk-in text, which would allow – like activated your camera while you were texting so you wouldn't run into shit. I've seen that. But you could also download it illegally. You could pirate it from one of these other illegal app stores. I call that drive-in text by the way. (laughs) But if you downloaded the pirated version, it really wasn't that app. All that the pirated app did was it went through your contacts and texted everyone saying that you're a pirate and that you stole that app and that uh, you're stupid and cheap.
1: (laughs) So wait. Wait, Did the developer make that?
2: Uh, they people did some. They they back it, and uh, <laughs> they they think that it was also the developer of the legitimate app who made that who made the the pirated app as well.
3: Didn't they also have a problem recently where uh, they had an app that was uh, infected with malware? Yeah, and uh, caused a lot of problems. Yeah, they had to they had to pull it off of the app store. Yeah, people, people bitch about Apple's stringent uh, development policies, but you don't see that stuff happening on the iPhone store.
1: Yeah, well. No, you just get the uh,
3: gay cure app. That's did true. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. There, there was a. Uh, did anyone ever look at that thing and see what it was? I, uh, I, I heard about it. Supposedly, it just like it just sends you links to like religious tracks on a website. Oh. There is no like actual gay cure in the app. <laughs> so is, so it was kind of it was how misleading. Yeah, it was kind of misleading. So it's a shame. Did it cure any gayness? Did it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It hasn't cured mine. <laughs> no, I know. I not feel the same way. I haven't installed it, and I suck
2: cocks constantly. So I wish it was still at the store so I could cure this gayness that I have. in Me, I don't know if you saw, but there was a, an April Fool's joke that I guess the uh, a newscaster pulled in San Diego, where he made a fake story saying that there was a new app and new technology for uh, the iPhone that allowed you to smell and taste stuff on your phone. All you had to do was sniff it or lick the screen, and he convinced one of the other anchors to start smelling an iPad and lick it to try to get. A <laughs> did they? Did they like play along
3: and pretend like it worked? No, they were like, I don't smell it. I don't okay. taste it. It's nothing. And then they, they just started laughing at her. That's funny. Wow. That's really funny. I would bust it. I would smash that iPod <laughs> over that
1: guy's head. Yeah, I think yeah. She, was, she, was, she was
2: super embarrassed. She got up and left the desk and oh, like, started walking oh, away. It was <laughs> <I didn't laughs> off camera. She's like, that's it. You can do the rest of the show by yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, did she hold up her hand to cover the teleprompter? <laughs> 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 like you playing WoW? <laughs> did it work that same way? It did not work the same way. You know, we have uh, the guys upstairs created the Angry Birds trailer. You mean the computer thieves? The computer thieves upstairs who needed to render their
3: Angry Birds trailer. They uh, <laughs> That was rendered on my fucking computer, too.
1: You know, the Angry Birds trailer is now the number one video in terms of views on our our YouTube channel. Yes, it is.
3: Congratulations. That's awesome, That's right? right?
1: really great. Yeah, and uh, it's, I think it's a, at this point it's over four million views. <laughs> yeah. We should talk about that podcast, the reaction from the uh, Rebecca Black conversation that we had oh, last yeah. week. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, one of the things about the Angry Birds trailer, it's a very broad concept. A lot of people know what Angry Birds is. So as a result of that, it got picked up by a lot of local news feeds like two or three days after it was out. And it was it's always interesting to see those things come up in Google Alerts and watch local news. It's highly entertaining. First of all, they don't. Even after all this time, they don't understand what the internet is. They definitely don't understand what a company like Rooster Teeth does or how it operates because to hear them talk about us was
3: just ridiculous. Some of them – I heard one of them say that our company was based around making app parodies. Right. Someone, some coming. of them don't understand that you can play games on your phone. They're like, wait, I'm sorry. It's a game, but it's on your cell phone. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah it's, it's an app. I don't know what an app is, but you're telling me you can play a game on your phone. Not make calls, but play a game. But the weird thing
1: is they know all the words, and they yeah. say all the words and all the terms. They just don't make sense in the way that they yeah. say them. It's like that lady who was outside the Grammys. It's like <laughs> It sounds like someone talking, but it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, right. it's
2: like I mentioned uh, – I think I mentioned this in the podcast several months ago, but I was watching one of the local news uh, affiliates one night. And the guy, the anchor, you know, looks in the camera and says, you can get the news anytime on your phone. Just go to the APP store and download us. And it's like the guy obviously has no clue what he's saying. He's just trying to do trying to do the best he can. It's like that uh, Today interview with Bryant Gumbel.
1: Right, where they talk about the internet. Yeah, what is internet? What is internet? <laughs> I heard <laughs> – It's my, like what, a meme. <laughs> when I first realized that the world was passing by most of those people was – I don't know if we've talked about this before, but there was some point when I was watching the NFL playoffs. And it was Pat Summerall and John Madden, and they were talking about the upcoming Super Bowl and John Ben said, "Find out more about Super Bowl. You can go to Super Bowl .dot com." And Pat Summerall goes, "Super Bowl .dot com. What's that, John?" He goes, "That's the way they told me to say it. Super Bowl .dot com." He goes, "What do you think of What do you think a .dot com is, Pat?" And Pat goes, "I have no idea." He goes, "Where would you go to get a .dot com?" Where'd you go? And Pat Summerall just goes, "Well." I drive the airport. <laughs> <laughs> right as straight as it can be. This is like ninety seven, ninety-eight that they had this conversation. And I wish I could find that thing. Yeah. I have looked everywhere trying to find that stupid ass conversation. But that actually happened. I heard it on television. I, I wonder
2: if you can buy like old Super Bowls on DVD from the NFL, like from NFL.com.
1: Well, this was before the Super Bowl. It was definitely a playoff oh, game. Oh, it was a playoff game. Yeah, and they were getting ready to you know, gear up for their Super Bowl promotion. Mm. And uh, God, I wish I I wish I could have had that recorded. But even at the time, it was before you know people were posting that kind of stuff online. Right. I'm always happy to see when something like that Brian Gumbel conversation does make its way online eventually.
2: Yeah. And they, they pulled that video, I think, unfortunately. The Brian Gumbel. Yeah, work. I think they did a takedown That's on too it. bad. All, all that lost revenue from a 20-year-old a Today Show <laughs> segment where they where the anchors don't understand the internet.
1: Well, it does make them look really stupid, and a lot of people don't have the perspective of history when they watch it in 2011, yeah. you know?
2: Mm. I mean, when you ask, what is the
0: internet? <laughs>
2: no, 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 what is the internet? What is internet? What, <laughs> what is, is internet? internet? <laughs> it's like looking at a lolcat with a caption, what is internet? What am this
3: guy? How does eat food? Let's
2: <laughs> so, see if I can find this thing. So we found out last night that apparently I guess Dixie's barbecue up in Kirkland closed for good. Man, that's really sad. That
1: is super super I'm going to say depressing.
2: I'm bummed. Yeah. yeah. It's bumming. It is bumming. I guess uh, you know Gene Porter died last year and I guess after his death his wife and his uh his daughter continued the restaurant but his daughter passed away in February and I guess they oh. they, they closed the restaurant after that.
4: That's sad. Man.
1: And we've talked about Dixie's before on the podcast, but essentially it was really cool because this guy, Gene Porter, who is this Cajun dude in the middle of Seattle. Where was he? Tacoma? Uh, Kirkland. 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 And uh, admittedly, the barbecue wasn't all that great. No. You know? But it was good for Seattle, and the, the the spirit of the place was awesome. It was 100% about the
3: experience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I went one time, and the man. Man.
4: but he wasn't there. So I just had some bad barbecue. Yeah, he was
2: starting to appear we, less and less. We found some great videos on the internet. I'll put in the link down, okay. and I'll send to you cool. of him uh, – of him and the establishment. Oh,
4: we tried a new place this uh, over the weekend. We did in Austin. Do you want to talk about it now? We don't, since we don't ever do this anymore.
1: Yeah, there's but real quick though. There's an animated drunk tank adventure about the man, right?
0: I well, don't. Yeah, think there is. So. it? Yeah,
1: because it talks about the papers on the wall and everything. It's in one of the yeah, omnibus things. He, oh, uh, omnibus. Uh, oh, okay.
4: Yeah, except he's he, he's white in the cartoon because we never specified or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, well, he, he I drew think he the is.
1: dude. So he must have found a picture of the guy.
4: Did he? Because I thought it was. It looked different.
1: Hmm. I, don't know. I, I thought it looked like G, Mr. Gene Porter. I don't think I've seen that one. Anyway, he had this hot sauce that he would bring around in a pan and he would serve it to you. But you should link in the link what? dump that Drunk Tank animated adventure
2: Yeah, as and, well. and there's a uh, a picture, I'll, I'll, I'll link as well, of the man. Someone took a picture of the pot with, uh, with the <laughs> hot sauce in it.
1: And it captures what we've always talked about where the hot sauce looks like it absorbs light as right. it touches it. And it makes
3: it dense and black and scary. It's pretty scary. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm oh, I'm okay. excited to hear about this. I don't have any memory of going someplace new. Oh, where uh, did we go? We went to
4: the butterfly butterfly bar.
3: Oh, it's a we new did.
4: bar that opened up in the Vortex, which is my favorite theater in town. It's true, but they have a really great yard. But uh, <laughs> I have
1: no idea what she's talking about. I think you actually went into a vortex.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't recognize any of the names she said. <laughs> there's
3: a uh, there's a theater on Maynard. It's like called a warehouse the theater, not like a like Michael Bay exploding stuff theater, but like. You know, Beltane Ritual kind is of thing. Is that Shannon's place? <laughs> uh, next No, to it. yeah, it's next to it. Savage Vanguard's okay. right down the road. Yeah. I see. But anyway, they opened a bar.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they've always had like a little cafe that they've been trying to get going, but um, they switched management and then like a, an entrepreneur in town like opened up a bar there and uh, yeah. it's awesome.
1: No, that's a trick to get guys to go to the theater. So, hey, let's go to this new bar. It's they've like, got oh. alcohol. Jeff's drinking. He's like,
3: "Why are the lights blinking? <laughs> let's all go in this room." That you would have loved it. That literally happened. We went to the theater. It was a closing night of a the, show. The just bar and I ordered like a beer, and we go and we sit down outside at a picnic table at the bar. And then your favorite thing in the world happened, fire dancing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? It broke out.
3: Literally a girl jumped up on the, on the picnic table where I was sitting, like a foot from me, and was like, attention, oh,
4: yeah. hear ye, hear ye. And then it was like
3: fucking <laughs> fire dancing. She not say hear she ye. She said something
4: kind of like that. Something. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was wearing like striped tights and Did like. She a a <laughs> <or something. laughs>
1: Did she have a scroll that she pulled no.
3: out or anything she's like kinda that? she's kind of cute,
0: though.
4: Yeah, was she? Yeah. Huh. I really didn't think that would be your type at all. Uh, blonde, oh. blonde chicks I'm in tight clothes I'm with big boots. I'm surprised yeah oh, how, how she just seemed a little bit wacky for you
1: yeah well I, I didn't want to marry her is there any better indication of high maintenance than standing on a table yelling here you, yeah. here
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> There was actually a guy juggling before that happened. I guess he was just like hanging I out. I didn't even notice well, I didn't him know juggling. There was juggling. He <laughs> say that. But he kept juggling really close to our table. It was actually getting kind of scary. Oh, I
1: totally missed the You juggling. throw in a couple of minstrels. You've
3: got me. I'm sold. <laughs> I am sold. But the There's going to be a Maypole.
4: There is. They, the thing about this theater, I she love. She made me go to the Maypole Festival yeah. last year. Yeah. Oh, God. He was the worst. You can't bring I Jeff should. to a pagan ritual and have him not <laughs> <kill> him. <laughs> <laughs> That's I the, had
3: the most fun I've ever had in my entire oh life God. sitting at that picnic but they table ask you, laughing
4: at those because people. Because when, when you're walking in, they ask you if you're going to enter with perfect love and trust, and you <laughs> totally let them down.
3: I
0: did. <laughs>
4: You, you, know. So, so, did you lie? Did you
3: enter under false pretenses?
2: I, got pa- I didn't he realize entered it entered the
4: circle and then made fun of the circle.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> man. And Don't and fuck with the circle, yeah, You're, you're
4: going to get cursed. I'm
3: going to tell you right now, there was about 65 people in that circle that could not kick my ass. I was not <laughs> No, but they could all get ribbons and wrap you up. That's true. <laughs> Very creatively, if they wanted to. They'll cast a they curse on they you. They could hex me, maybe. But oh, man. Yeah.
4: You, actually, you were probably mad at me that, than you've ever been. First of all, I'm the so fact that I made you go. And second of all, that we had Millie there and you were like, Wait a second! This is religious. You took <laughs> me don't... to taking our daughter to a religious thing, and you got so upset with I me. I was a little
3: annoyed. <laughs> As so, parents, I think we should talk about how we're going to expose our child to, like, cutting off goats' heads and drinking the oh, blood. Come religious. on,
4: that's not. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: just they just pour the blood on themselves.
2: They so actually drink it. They just get a little naked and, and
4: tie up some ribbons. It wasn't like the end of the world. Did you say they got naked and tied ribbons? Uh, some people are naked. Oh. Not
3: people you'd want to see naked. Trust
0: really? me. Really?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
4: It's called going sky clad.
3: Sky
2: clad.
4: Is it really? Yeah, that's what it's called.
2: Well. <laughs> do they like wrap themselves in clouds or something, or what, what, what? Do you know what the origin of that is? Why is it sky? Oh, I just
4: no, just from the witchcraft books I read in high school. I don't. Remember, I don't know why. They, I don't know the etymology. Because so. the
3: sky doesn't wear clothes, Gus. Oh well, that just makes sense. <laughs> it does.
4: You're clothed in the element of air. I will say
3: that. Oh, okay. Was, <laughs> that actually that, that makes a lot more sense. There was one chick there who got down in her bra. Who I was so wishing would go sky clad, but she never did. Yeah. She, was like, she was like she was like be atmosphere clad, and I was just like, please go sky clad. <laughs> <Turned laughs> don't stop! Go, don't stop yeah, at the her tunic. Fucking, her <laughs> fucking friend went sky clad. Nobody wanted that. Go troposphere. Uh,
4: but the place is really great and the thing i love (laughs) that's the only time we'll ever use
2: the word troposphere in the podcast
4: (laughs) the great thing about the vortex um it has it just has a great space and it's in a great location off manor which is becoming pretty like a pretty cool place to hang out now so it's nice that they have a a place you can actually sit down and Go and get a drink and not have to commit to, like, two hours of theater so if you're not into theater.
3: This ad for the Butterfly Bar brought to you by Griffin Ramsey. <laughs> well,
4: I'm, we talk about places in Austin, and I like it.
3: Can I point out that the lady who's running the Butterfly Bar is oh, a yeah. lady that kicked Griffin out of an interview? Yeah,
4: at the, her old – she had a place called Emer- Emerald City Press, and I applied for a job there once when I was uh, during the recession. And she came in – I was being interviewed by her, one of her managers, and she walked in, and then I said something – I made a joke. That she didn't think was funny, and she asked me to leave. She goes, she didn't ask you to leave.
3: She goes, I think it would be best if you just left now in the middle of the interview. (laughs) What was the joke that you made? Oh,
4: they had been robbed recently at knife point, and I made a joke about it. And I guess that was not the thing to do. Wow, (laughs)
3: wow, that's awesome. What was the joke? Did you leave?
4: No, I don't know. It was in, it was like conversation. It was something
3: along the lines of. Griffin asked, "I've. Do you guys ever have to worry about robberies? Because you know you guys are like right off a of main thoroughfare." Yeah, I don't know. And she goes, "Well, we did just get robbed by knife point recently." And Griffin said, "Well, something along the lines of boy, I guess they really wanted their coffee or whatever." No, I didn't say.
4: That. I don't know. It was that. It was that level So much better than, that, but I don't know what it was.
3: Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was good enough not to get the fucking job. Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, <laughs> so, I didn't
0: so, want that job anyway. So I waste of money. It, it would be best <laughs> if you just
3: to. left. <laughs> so she says, "I think it would be best if you just
1: left." And then what did you do?
4: i left i mean what are you supposed to do <laughs> you
1: just said okay and got up and walked yeah down.
4: i don't know i'm not gonna i don't want her managing me
1: <laughs> did you go in the car and go fuck you were there for a
0: job i think you're i know
4: well here's the thing i when i job hunt it takes me a while to get a job typically yeah and i apply it pretty much every single place in town so it's at that point i'm sure i've been rejected a lot of times leading up to it so i can deal with like job hunting rejection like i'm a job hunter there you go. Yeah, like it didn't really phase me. It was just weird because I've no- that never happened to me before. But that's a
1: different, yeah, that's a different level, right? Uh, I was a
4: little, I was annoyed. Yeah,
1: you were annoyed. You were but mad she, at her, but,
4: it, but I, I didn't. I got the impression that she was a little out there, and then I knew if that bothered her, that she would not want to work with me, and I wouldn't want to work with her. So I think it's good to find those things out before you get a job sometimes. Right. There you go. But yeah, I think I probably was offended. I don't know. It was a while ago.
3: You told me we could never get coffee there anymore. Oh, right. We
4: couldn't get coffee. Well, yeah. That, any place that doesn't hire me, I can't use anymore. So it gets tricky <laughs> and I apply to too many places.
3: There was a place uh, in San Marcos right by the college where we used to go and get coffee all the time we were dating. And Griffin had applied for a job there one time and didn't get hired. And then years later, like this is like three or four years later, she yeah. was talking to the girl and the, the, man, goes, the, who owned the manager it. goes, "Oh yeah, I remember when you applied. I didn't hire you because you just seemed immature to me." And Griffin <laughs> goes, "Okay, well that's fuck you. That's it. We're never going here again." Mm-hmm. And so we would have to go across to the other side of San Marcos yeah. to get our coffee because we're no longer allowed to step foot in Joe on the Go. Good, in.
4: yeah, fuck yeah. them. Yeah, she also d- told me she didn't hire me because I was a tourist and she just doesn't get along with tourists.
3: <laughs> did she really say that? Yeah.
4: How the fuck do you
1: meet these people? I've never. <laughs>
4: <laughs> how did you know you're a tourist? Well, I don't avoid places that do fire dancing and stuff, so maybe that's part of it. <laughs> What in the world?
2: <laughs> Isn't that some kind of uh, actually, discrimination?
4: Well, you can tell a, a Taurus pretty easily.
3: Because of the horns?
4: No, like the attitude and the personality. Oh my god, guys, come on.
3: <laughs> are you kidding me?
2: Or are you I, fucking I, I, kidding I, I don't, me? I have never given a thought. When I meet someone, I never think, I wonder what sign they are.
4: Yeah, well, that's very Pisces of you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I guess you knew I was going to say that.
1: <laughs> I can tell I can tell you how astrology does come in very handy, though. This is actually mm-hmm. a practical application of astrology. Oh, yeah? Is that... Whenever the subject of birthdays come out, like "Hey, today's my birthday," random person that you're in conversation with in the group says, "Oh, I didn't know you were a Capricorn." That they know all the astrological signs and the dates on which they fall. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that person. Yeah, that's what I learned. It's like I don't want to talk to that person <laughs> or marry them. Well, I'm gonna give <laughs> or I'm gonna like, <laughs> Hire them. I'm gonna give you a date and see if you can tell me. The I'm astrological
4: actually. Not, sign. I'm only good like in certain months that I, I'm because I tend to meet like people in clusters. Like I'll meet a bunch of Leos at once. Or- how about oh how
1: about June 18th?
4: June 18th is Gemini, right? Yeah, because you're 19th and you're Gemini. I yeah. just don't know when the cutoff is, but yeah.
1: There we go. No, that one was kind of a slam dunk. Yeah, let's just slam That's a bit. That was kind of an entrapment one. Jeff's birthday is June 19th. There you go. See,
4: and I remembered your birthday too.
1: Thanks. I appreciate that.
4: Mm-hmm. June 18th is our anniversary. Is it? Yeah. Just keep that in mind when you're gift shopping.
1: Okay, well, here's <laughs> your birthday's coming up next week, and I know or two weeks from now? Uh, Sometimes. What's, what's today?
4: April. Well, my birthday is April 25th. How old are you going to be?
1: Are you upset about your birthday?
4: I'm just not. I'm getting less excited about my birthdays.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we won't bring it up then. Well, let's bring. We're we gonna have a special I'll birthday bring podcast. It, bring it up. Yay! It's your birthday. I
4: don't. I mean, I don't care. Like,
3: are you excited to turn?
4: Shut up! I, I've already taught Millie <laughs> what to start calling me, though. Like, Millie knows like all the different numbers and like around what people like what how old her mom is. So <laughs> she's awesome. So I'm teaching her a new kind of math. <laughs>
1: Mommy math. You got to watch out with what kids say. You're, yeah. yeah.
2: You, you should just teach her to refer to you as your big, as her big sister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We were
1: crossing the border. We went to RVBTO last summer, and I took my kids with me. And we were crossing from Canada into America, and the 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 guy was just kind of grilling us a little bit. And I was just like, you know, we're just going back to the U.S. We're from Texas. We're going to go to New York, and we're going to catch a plane and go back to Austin. But we were actually going to come back into Toronto to catch our plane back out of there. I don't know. It was one of those things where I just said it because it was easier to say why we were Right using. than go on some long explanation. Exactly right. Yeah. Why we're going into Rochester. So I said, uh, we're just going down to New York. We're going to catch our plane and go back to Austin. And my kid from the backseat goes, that's not true. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. So we
1: actually, we actually three miles away from the border station had to pull over on the side of the highway and had the look. You shut your mouth around cops. <laughs> We had that conversation. You don't rat out. It was like an episode of Goodfellas, a scene from Goodfellas where it's like, look, you just shut your mouth.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, we T- had to Take your the,
3: lumps. We've ne- had to – Never, never your rat money. on your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we had to have the conversation with Millie that when mommy and daddy talk in the car, that stays in the car. Like, yeah. We never talk about it outside the car. And that
4: we're like Team Ramsey and we have to stick with our team.
3: Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> yeah. When you introduce your kid to somebody like, oh, this is our friend. So-and-so, and they're like, oh, you're the
3: idiot who yeah. drinks a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But the, uh, we should learn, too, when you take Jeff to a bar like Vortex, you can't – we are insufferable. If you put us, any of us, me, Gus, or Jeff in a situation that we don't like, we don't just like – we don't roll with it for whatever <laughs> reason. I don't know why.
3: We should be better about that, but we don't. No. We're just like maybe- – I find a way to have fun. I find a way to entertain myself.
4: Yeah, I think at any. I know what that phrase means, though. It's fine, like at any other time, um, but I didn't. It didn't occur to me that I was. I just. I don't know. I should have thought better because I knew that. I know that you're you, and that you're going to continue to be you, and I shouldn't hold that against you because I love you. But I shouldn't take you to like respectful religious ceremonies. Things that you can't like get into. (laughs)
1: Like I remember after I left your wedding. I remember that everyone was upset with me because
3: I heckled your magician. <laughs> you didn't.
4: You left. You, you walked away because he started to mess up and you don't like to watch people mess up.
0: And when
3: I was heckling him at first. Yeah, you pulled yourself out of the situation. No, there was someone else who was doing way more heckling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was somebody who eclipsed you. Who heckled him? Uh, Zach.
4: Oh, and uh draft house guy, Henry. Did he? I don't want to slander him, but he was kind oh, of Oh, man,
3: there must have been a lot of people
2: there, because I was thinking a yeah. Kent.
4: No, there were a lot of people that <laughs> were Wow, goddamn. Slander- yeah, I felt <laughs> bad. The poor kid. He was like... He was 12. He was 12, and he was... But 12. he's still a
1: professional entertainer. He should be good at magic. He, he would have
4: <laughs> been fine... If he didn't bring his mom as his assistant, she was awful. She, yeah. got, in, she got in there half an hour late. Yeah. <laughs> she sat on the stage and smoked a cigarette while he like made bubbles. It the, was not. And then, then the she best. kept
3: asking him how to do tricks, and it's like you should know this. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the uh,
3: the best part about that kid was the phone call. He was great, by the way. But and he's probably twenty now mm. too. But the phone call where we called the Hiram and he goes, uh, "Yes, I'm available on that date. Will it? Will the crowd be under six or over six? There we go. <laughs> There'd probably be about 30, 35, and he goes, do no, no, I see. Yeah, <laughs> and will there be less than nine people or more than nine? Mm-hmm. And we go, There'll probably be about 120, and he goes, That will be fine.
4: <laughs> so, I think that I think he maybe should have changed this program because the bubble stuff doesn't impress 35-year-olds, like it does, uh, people under five, <laughs> he had but his political but jokes, too. I think he was great, okay. yeah. He was pretty funny. But I think that he, actually anyone that's 12 and like that focused already is going to be great.
3: Oh, absolutely. That guy will do well in life whatever wherever he ends up. He's doing well in life. He's probably, yeah.
4: Wherever he ends up. The Amazing Ray.
3: I'm looking
1: at The Amazing Ray right now. Yeah. And it looks like he's still operating as The Amazing Ray. That's great. He he's committed to the name. He might be in Orlando, Florida. Wow. uh, It's him. Wow. Look at him all grown up. Oh, cool. Good for him. Well, if you're going to go anywhere, the the best place to go, if you're the Amazing Ray, is Orlando. Uh, yeah. What a great place to go. I wish I would have known going. when we were no. in Orlando. We we have have He'll muscle out that
2: hack Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you think magicians are upset about the whole sorcery thing? <laughs> big, and Harry Potter, like, fuck. It's like, do I put the lightning bolt on my forehead to go to the show? Am I going to be that guy? <laughs> am I going to be the one? <laughs> Do I just pandered
2: into the crowd? Do I get the fake glasses, the fake circle glasses? But if you're in magic,
1: you got to be in Orlando. You got to be in Las Vegas, right? That's yeah. what you have to be.
4: Yeah, it's cool that he's so focused. That's that's awesome. I'm glad he's he's stuck with it.
1: Yeah, congratulations, Ray. Sure, somebody from New York City listening to this podcast
3: going, "We have great magic in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway is the magic capital of the world." <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some magician in Reno right now going, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reno. <laughs> what is the deal with Reno?" It's the biggest little city in America, right? Is that what they call themselves? It? Yeah. Is it north?
1: Is it Northern Nevada? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
4: How? Uh, that's like two
3: hours away from Vegas.
4: Do you know what the population is?
3: No, you, you, don't? you don't. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Sixty-eight thousand.
4: Oh, that's a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the uh, so what if you're going to go to a gambling experience in the U.S. Which is worse? Is it worse going to
3: Atlantic City? Or is it worse going to Reno? I think it's worse to go to Reno. I think it's worse to go to Reno. Because at least in Atlantic City, they can make the claim that, hey, we're the East Coast version of Vegas. You can't – if you can't travel all the way across to Vegas. Plus, plus also, they're a lot closer to New York. And they're a lot closer to New York, right. which by proxy makes them yeah, great. Yeah, and makes them way and Jersey Shore, right? Yeah. As opposed to Reno, it's like I couldn't make the extra two-hour drive to Vegas. In Reno, though, I
2: think they have legalized prostitution, right?
4: Don't uh, they? In all of Nevada?
2: Yes, but not in Vegas. What? You seem upset.
4: No, I just that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why that's, would you exclude Vegas if the entire state allows prostitution? Because
2: they're trying to get people who visit Vegas to go to the rest of the state <laughs> because they make more money when it's illegal. Uh, there you go. Probably.
4: Yeah, and they're still going to get business there, right?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All
4: right.
1: Also, you never know. Like, let's say, let's say Las Vegas did have legalized prostitution. Let's see if that actually happen. I think a big part of Las Vegas is that people go on fun trips with their friends there, and a lot of times, like a lot of guys I know. We go on guy trips to Las Vegas. That would be a lot harder sell to my wife Ooh. if it was known as, like, a pro- the prostitution capital of that's, the U.S. That's, that's an excellent a really good point. point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, it kind of has this – That's smart of
2: them then. Yeah, it is. I mean – Wow.
4: But how far out of city limits – I never look, thought about that. does the prostitution start? I,
2: I think it's just – it might be the county.
3: Also, let's be honest. It's illegal, but it's not illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal. It's illegal. illegal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you could very easily find a prostitute at any bar in any Wait, hotel. You just well, they have those talk guys. Talked me out of letting you go to Vegas. have well, never been to Vegas? I you? don't want to go to Vegas. They have guys on the street who like flick little cards
2: and give them to you, and they're basically like pictures of escorts with phone numbers. Oh, nice, Jeff. You would like Vegas? I knew Gus. Would, like, I would now. know. Yep. <laughs> 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 no idea. I didn't know about the free cards. <laughs> they're everywhere, though. They'll hand them to like kids. Unfortunately, they're they're idiots. Yes, yeah. and and they wow. and, and they'll wear shirts with like girls' names and phone numbers as they're giving you the cards.
1: Wow. Yeah, uh, it seems like a big business in Las Vegas now is to drive a truck that is a billboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, the truck it's... itself is just a billboard. And they drive up and down the strip. All right, well,
2: uh, let's wrap this shit up before we go too long. Hey,
3: can we figure out what the population of Reno? Was? I will look yeah, up the no, population was... of Reno, now Nevada. Right is is it like burning? It's burning driving questions? me driving me crazy. Uh I, how, under, under? what do you think? I said sixty eight thousand, and I am going to. That's going to be that.
2: more than that. I think. It's I am going to say uh, 250,000. 250,
1: I don't know. Let's and what what was
3: your I said 68,000. I recognize that's going to be way too low. 68,000. I music. said 250. Okay, 250.
1: Now, are we doing that stupid rule where if you go over no, you wrong? No, 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 it's no that's closer. That's why do they why do they do that? It's
0: stupid. That's like game show mentality. Game it's show like rules. the price is right. But what, yeah. what is
1: the mentality really behind that? I have no
3: idea. Is that, is that just like to, so,
1: to break ties
3: if someone's above or below? So
0: they I don't guess. have
1: to quickly figure out
3: who's closer? To make it that much harder for a person to, to try to figure it out? I don't know. Somebody came up with that rule. Yeah. That and it made go, sense to them If the you go over, you're disqualified. The rule is probably in response to something, too. The What's rule is probably put in place to fix some sort of an issue. What's well, the population?
1: It's our shit. The population is 220,000. Well, yeah. Yeah. congratulations. Okay.
4: We just I'm wins. a fucking oh, Reno expert. <laughs> things, uh, you're also Capricarian, just so everyone knows. Capricarian. Yeah, it's a term. I just heard that. What? So Capricarian? You're, you're a cusp, right? A what? Capricorn Aquarius cusp?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yes, yeah. I think so. <laughs> my, my birthday's January 18th, so I'm like two days away from being. What you is know, uh, for, you for you the record, Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius.
4: Uh,
3: Thursday nights, Capricarians drink for free at the
4: Butterfly <laughs> Bar. <so. laughs> Wait second, but I'm <laughs> it's bring like, your own I'm, fireball <laughs> night. <laughs> I bet they have something like that. I should find out. <laughs> they should if so they don't. Are, they I think should. we might all be cusp people. You're on the 22nd. And Jeff, you're cusp. I'm cusp. We're all fucking cusp people. That's how we get along. Cuss
1: club. Cusp day. (laughs) What what the fuck any of this means. Yeah. You know what I do find? uh, One thing I have noticed though, a trend. I have noticed. Unlike my last week when I had my stupid celebrity women don't get married trend. Which was (laughs) completely (laughs) wrong. But I have noticed a trend and I want to see if it's relevant in your lives as well where if you're in a family. Like I'm the youngest kid in my family. My wife is the youngest kid in her family. Her sister, the oldest kid in her family, married my brother in law Mark, who plays Delta on Red vs Blue. He's the oldest kid in their family. That younger kids and families tend to go with younger kids and families. Well
4: I think that they say that mean- there's a whole psychology behind each what what order the kids are born in. And I can see that. Like you can tell like somebody who is the oldest, or you're an only child, but that's they say that they're very similar to the oldest children. Well, <laughs> I am I am I the s- oldest child. And I'm the oldest in my family. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My wife and I are the oldest children in our families.
4: Yeah, but I think that it's a it's a mental difference. Hmm. Of course, I don't think like- One of the things
2: that really affects
1: you I think is where you fall relatively yeah. in your family. Whether, whether you're, you're the
2: report. one doing the bullying or you're the one receiving the bullying <laughs> at a young age. God, I got, I got the shit bullied out of me when I was a kid by my
1: older brother. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs>
2: hey, I, before we wrap up, I, did you want to mention something about the Rebecca Black video? Oh, just that it was cool that uh, – was it Benny Sinkle was yeah. the name of the the girl in
1: pink uh, who put up that question and answer thing and, and so many people showed up. And we always get annoyed when they do this, but they write in the comments of a video where we send them. They write "Drunk Tank" over and over again. Well, I guess she saw that and responded in her YouTube video. Yeah, I that. guess
2: uh, she was like, "Oh, Drunk Tank, haha! Thanks, thanks for the gu- thanks to the guys in the Drunk Tank for mentioning me so nicely." And oh. you, you did watch the video, right? Yeah, yeah, She very well spoken. I told you, I told
1: you, she's handling that very, very well. Yeah, that's well, great. Seems she, like totally adjusted, totally cool girl. Mm-hmm. I would say you should make that a case study of how you should handle adversity, like on a press level or a PR level. But it doesn't seem like there's any bad way to handle that now. Like mm-hmm. you look at Charlie C. Sheen. You look at Tiger Woods. It's mm-hmm. just just wait. Just time, just, and it eventually goes away. Just wait. Paris Hilton.
3: Bill Clinton. Did, did you see the latest thing that just hit with Paris Hilton? Mm-mm. She got caught on tape saying incredibly oh, racist yeah, things. Yeah. Terrible things. And uh, it doesn't matter. That
1: was a long time ago. It was the a long time ago in the club. Yeah, yeah, the club. But it just hit. Like the video just matter. came out. Like the video a couple just months came out.
3: Uh, like two weeks ago. Oh, Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, wow. and it doesn't doesn't matter. No, that's I really don't think so.
1: To. I think that video had been around. Like, but it doesn't matter. She still said those
3: things whenever she said them. Yeah, I just saw. I just saw it hit, getting reported like all over the place, all at once. I can't remember the
1: last time uh, a PR nightmare derailed somebody. I mean, straight up, that's it. They went away because of that. Well, I, I,
4: I some people go away for a while. You know, like Mel Gibson. Yeah. Pat,
3: Pat O'Brien went away for a while. Mel Gibson yeah. was the lead in a movie at South by Southwest that
4: got oh, really? rave yeah. reviews. The Beaver.
2: Beaver, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Clayton Williams. the guy, He was a guy running
2: for governor of Texas against Ann Richards. He's the guy who, in front of the press, he was leading the governor's race. Then like a month before the election, he told a bunch of reporters that if a woman's getting raped, she should just sit back and enjoy it. it they, oh, their, my God. Their, event got, he, he, their <laughs> <laughs> event
1: got rained out. He was having a press event and there was inclement weather. And he said, in his good old boy way, he said, fellas, he goes, weather's a lot like rape. If it's inevitable, just lay back and enjoy it.
4: Oh, okay. That's a little bit different. It's essentially the same thing. Also, you shouldn't be making light of rape if you're a politician. In an election. Yeah. It was during an election. Well, probably it's a good rule never to make fun of rape or take it lightly. Yeah. But for anybody.
2: Yeah, he he lost the election and you never heard another thing about him again after that.
1: He'd, He'd raised a lot of money in telecom too. Clayton Williams. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah. The biggest one that I always think too is like the biggest difference in time is I think about Gary Hart who was a dude who was like going to be president of the United States. He was going to run against Reagan in like 84. Right. Mm -hmm. He he was huge and a picture of him came out with a girl on his lap in front of a boat. Jessica Hahn, wasn't it? No. Or was it a – a girl. A, no, I think her name might have been Jessica too. But it was just a picture of this girl, very pretty girl, sitting on his lap in front of a boat called the. I mean, the name of the boat was The Monkey Business. I remember mm-hmm. that. That picture, he was out. He was Sank his career. Dead. Dead as a doorknob. He was going to be running for president and he was gone. And then, like, you know. Seven years later, Bill the whole Bill Clinton thing came up, and it just
3: – it didn't affect him in any way really. Well, yeah. It's, we're so desensitized to that stuff. John McCain calling his wife a cunt on camera. Oh, that, man. you know? I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look at John Edwards, man. John,
1: John Edwards Edward, is a great his example. His wife has cancer. He has an affair in his wife who's has cancer and knocks up the other lady and it just – and then divorces his wife who's dying of cancer. It's just like you think like that would just be yeah, – he'd be out of the picture.
3: Nope. It was like – do you remember it was a huge fucking deal when Clinton was being – uh, when Clinton was running, because he smoked marijuana once but didn't inhale, right? And that was like that was going to st- that was the thing they were going to use to sink his career. And then you get a guy like New Gingrich who has who like delivered his wife divorce papers while she was in the hospital recovering from cancer, you know, and had cheated on all three of his wives, and he's just like, yeah, it was in the past. It's not, not going to matter. It, it doesn't matter. Do you think that's a good sign or a bad sign? Well, that I issues think a little bit in of your both. personal
1: life can affect your
4: I th- professional th- I, just, I
3: think it's a little bit of both probably. I, yeah, I think
4: it's good in the sense that we can't escape people knowing everything about us now. I mean there's yeah. everyone, anyone with a phone can record you doing anything at any yeah. time. We
2: should, we're smart. We, should, we need to keep planting these seeds that things you say in your personal life can affect you in the future. That way people can't hold shit we say you, here against the us. The only
4: thing that I think with politicians that it should matter for is if they have like a strong – if they if their platform is family values and things and they're cheating on their wife, I mean I, it's like don't get on other people's case about things that you can't even live up to. It's I mean, always
1: a big thing with gay too, like yeah. that, that a guy who's staunchly anti gay and has anti gay policies is then busted in a men's restroom yeah. somewhere. And it's it's so like, strange. Just yeah. stop
4: just stop pushing ideas that you don't even you can't even live up to. And I think that's in any direction politically. Like it doesn't have to be just you know one you know, or the other. I,
3: I
1: hypocrisy is a different level.
3: Right? I th- yeah. yeah. I th- I, th- I think that's the real problem. It's like the offense isn't the problem. It's the lack of common sense. To think that a you you should try something like this at the time that you're trying it, like why would John Edwards cheat on his wife while he's running for president? That doesn't make any well, sense. Yeah, it
4: also yeah means that maybe they aren't they're not thinking or their priorities are the like they they don't
3: make the best decisions, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, I understand that you you know you had an affair or you had a tryst with a dude, but like why do it then? You know what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? Like that bad timing of just why aren't you paying attention? There's a current one happening right now that I don't understand. Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin, who is who is. Uh, in a battle right now to to strip collective bargaining rights from uh, labor employees, it just came out that during this process he hired the son of his biggest campaign donor, 26-year-old college dropout with two DUIs and zero management experience to uh, – hired him and gave him an $82,000 a year job to manage like the local EPA and environmental issues. A government job. A government job. Yeah. And he – three months after working there, gave him a 26 percent raise. It's like – you know that, that, that's that's retarded timing. Obviously, those appointments happen. Obviously, you do those things. That happens on both sides of the fence. I guarantee you, Democrats are doing that kind of stuff too. But just like, don't do it while you're taking other people's rights away and trying to make them pay more for health care and more for retirement and give them less rights. Mm-hmm. You know? I was always amazed by when the economic meltdown happened. Uh,
1: A few years ago, and we were bailing out, and one of the big people being bailed out was AIG. Mm -hmm. And then while that big bailout was going and they were having this issue where they were going to go out of business and they were too big to fail and the government was going to spend billions to bail them out, they had that event in northern California where it was a big five-star resort and they invited everyone. They
3: flew them all out on private jets.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were all – it was just this ridiculously decadent thing. And I was like, "How can you possibly do this now? They're, yeah, They're right now." And they said, "Well, we have had, we've had this plan for months." It's like, "Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Cancel the fucking event! Yeah. Cancel it! Mm-hmm. Are you that stupid that you don't know to not go to that?"
0: Yeah,
2: obvious. As I mean, attendee, obviously. As attendee,
1: I wouldn't go. I would not show up on an individual basis. Like, I'm I'm smart enough to know that this
2: is a bad thing. Yeah. There was another one recently where I think it was Transocean, the company that owned the oil well that blew up in the Gulf, the you know, BP oil well, mm-hmm. uh, gave out bonuses to all of their executive and talked about how 2010 was their safest year on record. Oh, I just read that. Yeah. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you kidding me? It's no, like
1: opposite day or so they
2: all got big bonuses and then like two days later the executives all agreed to give the bonuses to the families of the victims of on the on the oh oil platform and it's like Jesus And then Christ. they were like maybe our wording was bad about 2010 being our safest year yeah. ever.
4: <laughs> maybe. These people
2: are fucking
3: idiots. Yeah.
1: People are fucking idiots. It's the same thing with the BP <sighs> thing. A- after they d- they're destroying the Gulf Coast and there's all these news stories showing fishermen going out of business, people crying and losing their livelihoods, and then the- this ecological disaster. And the BP guy went to the yacht race. Oh that
2: yeah, day. yeah. It was
3: insane. It was just. It's like what was that? Wait, he
2: said he hated his life and was just trying to get away or something like that. <laughs> I want my life to go back to <laughs> was normal. Was that
3: Tony Hayward? Is that the guy's name?
2: That might have been his name. Yeah, yeah. Tony something. You,
4: you were telling me about um that the power plant or whatever in Japan that was. Going to like cover damages or whatever of like.
3: Oh, did you read about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They they well, what's that company called? It's to- Tepco. It's t- Tepco. They've offered <laughs> very graciously to pay to pay all of the people uh, like a stipend who have been affected, directly affected, like the twenty communities that have been directly affected by the nuclear meltdown. Uh, they're giving them all t- the equivalent of twelve dollars. Is it a Japanese company? Yeah, Tepco. Yeah. It's a Tokyo Electric Power oh, company. company. Yeah. Are they,
2: are they offering? Them- 12 bucks ahead. People, bucks people a are head. fucking pissed.
4: Yeah. And, and meanwhile... It's, almost, it's more insulting to offer anything at that point. Yeah. Just don't... I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> meanwhile, in the
1: power plant are these guys who have been working... 50 dudes giving their lives up right now. There's two of them that are dead now. Yeah. Two of them di- right? So oh, two I two didn't know there. that. Two yeah, two died. of them have died. And they're just there... I mean, that you kind of hope... Even if it's an illusion, you want to have the idea that there are people working on this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the BP... The CEO or the, whatever his official title was. You just want to imagine that he's in a room somewhere with his shirt sleeves rolled up and he's working on the problem. Don't, i got to
3: fix this. We've got
1: to make this right. At least he's going to keep up that illusion that yeah. it's like, I'm not going to go to the fucking yacht race today, guys. I'm busy. I'm working on this issue. Yeah. And he's not. He's at the or, fucking yacht or even race. even if he's not working on it, don't go to the yacht race. Yeah. Stay inside a room. That's what I want, yeah. the illusion. Yeah. <laughs> I want the illusion. You know, it's like, even if I'm not going to go to the yacht race, even if there's nothing that I can do to solve this problem... I realize mathematically there's nothing that can be done. Just. I'm still not going to go to the yacht race because I want to at least have the appearance that I'm right, doing that. Right. Hide, hide from the fucking cameras for a week. Yeah. And well, it's it's not even like he didn't do it. It's that it didn't even occur to him. It, he didn't even think of it. It's like, oh, this could be bad. What a fucking idiot. How did <laughs> this guy make hundreds of millions of dollars? It makes no fucking
0: sense. Yeah.
1: Where do these people come from? <sighs> Do they fall from the troposphere?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We
4: we
2: find them sky-clad on a pile of money. (laughs) (laughs) Nice incorporation of troposphere.
4: Fuck them. Fuck them.
2: All right, well, let's wrap this shit up. All right, all right. Fuck it all. Now
4: that everyone's riled up. All right, well, thanks. Bye.